Casual peeps, thanks for joining us for a classy episode of Casually Christian, uh, presented by Livestream My Event. As always, we have Emmanuel behind the soundboard and his lovely wife, uh, Monique, behind the search engine. And um, before we get started, uh, remember to uh, please like and subscribe on our YouTube page, uh, YouTube page and uh, like the uh, notification bell on the side to catch our latest episodes. So uh, with that said, all right, uh, I know I said... I know what you guys are thinking. Uh, why is this a classy episode of Casually Christian? Uh, it's because we'll be drinking wine and talking about books. Uh, more specifically, uh, my friend's book, Joshua Martin's Mastering the Irate Caller. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I got it right here. See? Very jelly about this because I'm, you know, I'm a struggling war writer. This is really, <laughs> it's really cool, man. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we got to do the, the cheers. Okay, we'll do the cheers. We'll it do the like cheers. A, it feels like I have more wine than you. Cheers. Why is that? Why, oh, is that a pun? Wine, wine is that? Oh, wine is that? Yeah, yeah wine is oh, that? Shit. Hey, that. Good job. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, well, thanks for joining us today, man. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Um, would you? I really do appreciate it. No, I like it. You know, thanks because uh, I, you know, you're you're one of my friends, and I'm really proud that you wrote this book because I know it's very hard to write anything <laughs> with uh yeah. you know with being older you have like a a light you're an adult you know what yeah. i mean things are going around and to sit down and actually focus on a, a project that you want to do it's an accomplishment when you finish it so yeah. i appreciate that yeah. thank you oh, thank you for saying that yeah and um congratulations uh oh for the show thank you on the podcast no honestly <laughs> congratulations oh thanks man yeah that's awesome i think we're getting a little bit better each each episode so yeah yeah but i think, I think today, so too i think so too i think today is going to be a really cool episode because we'll be getting classy drunk <laughs> classy drunk yeah that's right classy with the k exactly have um, you ever been there by the way what classy cuts what the uh, what's that <laughs> <laughs> It's a barber shop. In... Nah, man. Like my mom cuts my hair. I, there's no way I'm gonna pay more than thirty dollars for a haircut. There's no way. It's it's actually here in Norwalk. I won't uh, no. give the exact location, mm -hmm. but it's it's in Norwalk. Uh -huh. It's called Classy Cuts. Yeah. But it's with a K. With a K. So that's become like an inside joke between me and like my your inner circle circle of yeah. friends. Yeah. Okay. Anytime it's like classy with a K, uh -huh. it's a little. Little dash of ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of K, I think about Special K from the yeah. from the nineties. I hope yeah. that's not it, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, if um if anybody doesn't know this, but we've been f we we went to high school together, um yeah. but we went to we had like you were the class ahead of me, two thousand one, I think, right? You you graduated in two thousand one. Yeah, I did, but I was in two thousand one. No, two thousand two. Oh, I didn't know that. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're learning about each other today, right? <laughs> Jeez. 
But are you serious? No, I am serious. Okay. I was actually held behind in kindergarten because I didn't know the color <laughs> red. So uh, that's why you were I, colorblind. Yeah, I was colorblind. Oh man! Uh, but I was actually supposed to graduate with your class. Uh-huh. Uh, I was held back. Okay. So I graduated in two thousand two. Okay. Uh, so that's why we hang out, we hung out with uh, different cliques. That explains a lot. Yeah, and that's why we didn't hang out with each other, right? <laughs> I don't like. I didn't even know you existed in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I hang didn't out either. with uh, Eric? Well, I only well. Eric introduced me to you. Yeah, no, but in high school, did you hang out with him? With Eric? Yeah. I did, yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hung out with him for, I think, a year. A year, yeah. and then we kind of, like, we met in middle school, mm-hmm. and what connected us was uh, listening to No Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We were like, oh, big No Doubt fanatics, yeah. and then that connected us. And then, um, and then in high school, he introduced me to a uh, other group of friends. Yeah. And then we started, we had our little circle. We would hang out like during lunchtime underneath this like ginormous tree yeah. at Norwalk High School facing the street. Was it um, close to the senior square? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yep, it was. It was over by the, um, God, I don't remember the teacher's name, but it was, <laughs> it was an art teacher. Oh, was that the teacher who got fired because of drugs? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. him. Oh, yeah. fuck, I don't remember over his there. name. Yeah. I don't remember his yeah. name either. But uh, the story goes that he was getting high with the students, like in the back room in his uh, art classroom. Yeah, yeah. Like he, like he built bongs and he was <laughs> he was smoking with them and like I heard like he was buying ecstasy off students and Jesus, Christ. he got uh, he got fired because uh, he got uh, found out. Cause, uh, I mean that's that's yeah. Norwalk for yeah. you. Yeah. Hey, but well, you know what? Those are good stories. I think. They're, you know what? I I love those stories and I love you know going strolling down memory lane and thinking about everything but yeah we we hung out so eric and i hung out for like i think maybe a year or two and then he sort of said oh these are my no doubt friends yeah and then i started hanging out with them and then we you mesh well right yeah we mesh well and then we i don't know like he started hanging out with other people that you know we you grow apart and then um and then after that it was like i just started hanging out with them with this other group and uh, we started going to concerts together. Yeah. We started going to No Doubt concerts, Weezer concerts together, Safe Ferris concerts That's together. Really cool, man. That's like all like every title that you're saying is just like '90s bands. It's all '90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah, it's all '90s. <laughs> I remember we would go spend the night at uh, Jay Leno's studio back. Really? Yeah, in Burbank. We did that a couple times. That's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. I remember you told me a story. I don't know if you want me to tell it, but I'm still gonna tell it. Yeah. That you got drunk at a like I think it was San Francisco for No Doubt. A concert and you guys didn't end Lady up going. Lady Gaga concert. You did. You did. Right? Was it that one? It was a Lady Gaga concert. Oh, it was Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah, and then you guys didn't end up going because you guys <laughs> were like too plastered or something like that. All right. So the story is, we went to San Francisco. It was my first time on a plane. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, I, you, you know the movie Richie Valens, right? Oh yeah. Or the, of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think everybody does, yeah. right? Richie. I thought it was going to be a yeah, yeah. Richie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a Richie Valance situation yeah. where I was going to die. That's that's how I feel every time I go into a plane. I'm like, this is the moment. This is the moment I die. I'm yeah. not going to fulfill my dreams. Yeah, and I'm going to go screaming and dying. Like, yeah, I every time I go into a plane, that's that's what I think about. <laughs> I don't anymore, but at that point, oh, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I've traveled so much where I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I go prepared now. I know what to do, but. That first time, I thought I was. Legitimately you were for sure. You were like, "This is I was how I'm gonna, gonna die." die. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, you know what? Let me just listen to my favorite album. So I had my 
iPod and mm -hmm. I put on my favorite song, which is Don't Speak. Uh -huh. And I started listening to it and then I started listening to that whole album and I'm like, all right, I'm going to die. Like, I'm, this, this is it. You're like, you're good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm at peace. I'm good. And then we arrived there like 45 minutes later at... Uh, we, we flew yeah, out of Long like a, Beach. That's a normal ride. Like, that's a normal plane ride. Like, yeah. from Long Beach to San Francisco, that happens... It was like 45 every, minutes every later. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So then we stay in uh, Union Square, mm -hmm. and we end up going to this one... It, it was like a brunch place called uh, Lime. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's there anymore. It's a... It's a yeah. It was yeah. a lunch... <laughs> it was a brunch place called Lime. And we get in there, and we start... It's bottomless mimosas. mimosas yeah. And that night, we were supposed to go see Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. And we flew over there just for Lady Gaga. Yeah. We start drinking, and one of after another, after another. I mean, another, how old were you at that time? Like in your early 20s? Jesus, I think I, I was in my 20s. Yeah. yeah this was yeah, a long why. time ago. That's why. <laughs> yeah. This was, uh, God, this was like 10 years ago or mm -hmm. something. So we were drinking, and then we got really wasted. Yeah. And then the brunch place turned into like a club. Really? Like there was a DJ. I don't know where like the DJ afternoon? came out. Yeah, it was it. It but was yeah. like around one p.m. Oh shit! So we ended up drinking, and we ended up just there was. I remember vividly. There was a there was a girl walking down the aisles with an umbrella, mm -hmm. with a white umbrella. Yeah, was she twirling it? Yeah, she was twirling it. Yeah. She was just walking. I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna wasting, drink my mimosa. Yeah. And then, anyways, long story short. Uh -huh. We ended up waking up 30 minutes before the concert. Yeah. Eric and I woke up and Rosemary, my, yeah. she was in bed. She was sleeping. And I'm like, Eric, we got to go. go to the concert. Yeah. We got to go to the concert. And um, we got to wake up Rosie. We got to wake up Rosie. And we get on top of the bed and we're jumping on it uh. because she's not waking up. Oh, we're jumping, we're, we're jumping, we're jumping, and we're flashing like lights on her. She was like unresponsive. She was gone. Yeah. She was gone. And then the one time uh -huh. she woke up, we were like, we're late to the Gaga concert. Uh -huh. And she's like, just go without me. She yeah. doesn't remember that part, <laughs> but she said that. Yeah. She's like, just go without me. I'm going to stay here. I'm like, all right. So we ended up getting into this taxi, and I'm like, Take us to Gaga. Yeah. I, I was like so gone. Yeah. And we go to the Gaga concert and um, I remember it was an, it was like a hot box in there. Oh, so it was inside? It was so, inside. Oh yeah. shit, dude. It so, was inside yeah. and um, Kid Cudi was opening up uh -huh. and I just remember everybody went wild for Kid Cudi. It's uh -huh. like, it's almost as if Is they were the there to see him. Is that the guy who's saying day night? Yes, that's yeah, him. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, that's See, him. See, I'm hip. I know what's yeah, up. Yeah, you're hip. Yeah, <laughs> he was at he was on that song with David Guetta as well. Oh, I don't know who that is. I'm not that hip. <laughs> you know David Guetta? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. Maybe if you sing like maybe a few lyrics. Uh huh. I could probably, but we don't have the rights to it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> let's not. I'll, I'll Google it later. Is it true that you have 30 seconds to like a copywritten song? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I Up don't know. Up to 30 seconds. Yes. Is that, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. that's yes. a yes. We do, but usually uh, YouTube likes to take stuff down. Oh, that's so true. Fascists. That is so true. <laughs> they, they're, whatever algorithms they have in place, they pick music up like. Like right away, right? Right away. It's the fucking AI and shit. It's well, the AI. But did you have a good time? 
Just oh yeah, let me finish yeah, the no, story. Okay, like, so I had an amazing time. It was Eric and I, and we enjoyed the show. Mm. Uh, I actually I loved Kid Cudi's set. Mm. Yeah, I loved it. And um, he he did that David Guetta song that I love. Mm. And then Gaga came out, and it was just so you awesome. guys made it in time. We we made it in time. Okay. And then when we got back to the hotel. We knocked out, and then in the morning, she was like, Rosemary happened? was like, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And you know, but, but you, you know, know what, what that's, though? That's, that's, your, that's your 20s, man. You know what I mean? It's like, that's your 20s. Yeah. Because yep. that's right. I, rec- I, c- I think about the 20s as um, you being still in your teens, but able to drink. So, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you get in your 30s, and then you understand what works and what doesn't. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I did that before. I'm not going to do that again. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's it's cool to be in your thirties, your dirty thirties. You know dirty thirties. I mean? Yeah, I, I'm enjoying them sometimes, but sometimes I look in the mirror, it's like ah shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's gray hair. <laughs> it's like who is this guy? Yeah, who is this person? You yeah. be cool. I wasn't. <laughs> uh, but let's go. Let's go back to this. Well, not go back, but wine, man. Are you? Would you consider yourself a wine connoisseur? No. No. I do not consider myself a wine connoisseur, but I love a wine called Beaujolais. Beaujolais sounds very fancy. Mm-hmm. It's about, sounds it's, bougie. Bougie? How do you say that? It's Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As Robert would say, yeah. he's like, oh, Beaujolais. How, yeah. how much is it? Um, like 20 bucks? It's like 15, 20 bucks. Oh, okay. I've seen yeah. it as high as $25 at like Bebmo Total yeah. Wine. But Rite Aid, mm. if you go to Rite Aid, yeah. they normally have it on sale for like $8. So like that's a trick. That's, that's a life hack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hacks. Yeah. Yeah. People hacks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way too. Like, uh, my go-to drink is Bacardi because uh-huh. I know how to how to handle it. Like in the morning, it's like all right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you understand the highs and lows. You know? Yeah. But I know where to buy it cheap. You know, sometimes it's either like at Cedar Bros or Food for Less. I never go to Ralph's because it's like twelve ninety nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's my Bacardi. Boost. Yeah, Bacardi. I purchased a Bacardi item on clearance uh-huh. at Total Wine. It was a gigantic bottle of Bacardi, uh-huh. tangerine flavor, uh-huh. and it was like nine dollars at what? Total Wine. What? Yep, that's a fucking steal, dude. It's like Check they it want out. you to get alcohol poisoning. At yeah, that point, right? where was yeah. it again? Total Wine. Total Wine. Yeah, I think I heard of that place. There's know. okay, so I have one by my house. So I live in Riverside, uh-huh. and there's one in Rancho Cucamonga. Is or that, as a lot of people say, Kuchimanga. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. So, so was it, I guess, is that your most expensive wine that you ever drank? What's no. The most, what's the most expensive wine you ever drank? Okay. So there was one time I was working in Torrance oh. and I got a promotion and I was on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there happened to be a Bebmo right across the street from the hospital I was mm-hmm. working at. So I go during my lunch and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to do something really, really yeah. nice for myself. I don't normally do this, but I went in there and I'm like, I'm just going to buy an expensive bottle of wine. Yeah. So I bought like a $100 bottle of wine. Mm. I took it home and the first sip was like, oh, <laughs> Oscar, this is yeah. nasty. I couldn't. I, hey, did I you couldn't finish it, it at least? I didn't. Well, no. You didn't finish no, it? No, I didn't finish I it. I would have finished it because like I'm... I, I just can't waste money like that. You know oh, what I mean? yeah, like, I no. have to. I don't care, and then I'll learn my lesson. No. You know what I mean? It tastes like... Have you ever played King's Cup? 
Is that the quarter game where you play like the quarters and you drink? Or am I thinking of something else? It's it's the <laughs> game where the, whoever the loser is, uh-huh. uh, whoever the players are, yeah. whoever loses, puts there's a cup in the in the middle. And they mix all and, their drinks together. Like, yeah. yeah. So you could be drinking wine, yeah. I could be drinking whiskey, somebody else could be drinking yeah, vodka. I, I played that game before. And you all put it in the middle yeah. and the loser, like mm. the big loser, yeah, has he drinks to the whole thing. Chug yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It tastes a little like that. Really? That's yeah. disgusting. It's, <laughs> it was disgusting. I'm like, no, no I'm no. okay. Give me my two dollar yeah. uh, fresh and easy wine. Yeah, oh, back in the day, fresh and easy. Fresh and easy, man. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I miss fresh and easy, dude. I love. I miss things. fresh and easy. Yeah, like I used to buy like these cheap Christmas trees, like over there for forty bucks. Yeah. So it was like a Charlie Brown tree. Oh, it worked for me. Yeah, yeah. but I miss I miss fresh. It's, it's all about right now. It's was like uh, good markets, or it's like what was that? What's that commercial? There's a market that opened up in the Norwalk Town Squares, whole good markets. Do you guys know? It's in the town square. You're talking about outlet market. Outlet market. Outlet groceries. Yeah. Outlet groceries. There That's you go. That's the new fresh and easy. Yes. Yes. That's the new fresh and they easy. They just opened one of those up in Norco, like right down the street from my house. Yeah, it's decent. You know, it's not yeah. too bad. It's good. Um, well, shit, man. Let's talk about your book now, right? Okay. All well, right. Before we talk oh, about okay. my book. Um, did I finish the Lady Gaga story? No, I didn't. Oh, you let did me it? just say, let me say oh, one okay. more thing. Okay. Just to cap it off. Just to cap it off. Um, so my friend Rosemary, my BFF Rosie, was like she distraught. Yeah. She was like, I can't believe you guys didn't wake me up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, We woke you up. You just you know, she didn't remember it. Yeah. She ended up tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga saw it and she retweeted it. And she said, best tweet ever. What? Exclamation point. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, but did you guys get a screenshot? Or do you guys have like a screenshot? I'm, I'm sure she does. Yeah. I'm sure she really does. Cool. And then Rosie went from like, I don't know how many followers to all of a sudden hundreds of followers. Mm. And So did she get like a free show afterwards? Or anything like yeah, that? she really did. Like, yeah. no, well, well, no. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, she she got her Constellation Prize. Which was... The, the tweet? The tweet, oh, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, she was writing on that high for a while. You know, I I almost met Lady Gaga once. I was working, like, at a production, um, like, a commercial for, like, Dell. Uh-huh. And uh, she was, like, the person promoting the product, the, the computer. Okay. And I was the PA, so I I was running around and all that stuff. But this was, this was a time where she was uh, filming American Horror Story. So oh, she the was, hotel one. Yeah. And In she downtown was going, LA, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. And she was, uh, you know, this was during the schedule and all that stuff. Yeah. So she had it in her contract that she had to be chauffeured around in, um, I, I think it was a Royal Royce. So how do you see that? I'm, I'm thinking Rolls Royce. Royal Royce. I can't. Fuck. fuck. <laughs> I can't say. It. How do you say? I it know what you mean. Yeah. How, how do you say it again? Rolls Royce. Yes, that. It was like, it was like a Corella Deville type of vehicle. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like that. It was like, no, no. Dense. It was all clean, shiny, and all that. It was all parked right there. I was like, "Wow!" Like she's here, but I never saw her. So you were the P. So you were a, a PA. PA. Yeah, I was a PA for one of her com- promos or whatever. But I never seen her. But you never saw her. Never saw her. Okay. She was like in the dressing room when I was back. So oh, she's in the dressing room getting ready. Yeah. And I had to go back, go go off to pick up food, and then when I brought back the food, she was done with her promo, and she was out of there. And that was it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then everybody was like, because everybody, it took them about close to four hours to set up. And she was only there for like maybe 10 minutes. And that was it. <laughs> so now were you 
her PA or no, were you the her production. assistant? No, I was not assistant. I had no affiliation with her personally. Okay. It was just the the company that hired her to promote the product. Got it. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, that was cool. So what's the role of a PA? Uh, you're basically everybody's bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, you go yeah, get man, to Starbucks. Like, yeah, no, and... yeah, you go to Starbucks. You have, like, no power. You just, um, you tell them, they tell you what to do and you do it. Yeah. And um, sometimes you meet actors and sometimes you don't. Sometimes people eat the food that you're promised to get and just suck it up and you keep on going. Yeah. And you work for 14 hours, 16 hours. And that's, God. it's a hard life. Yeah. I admire anybody who's doing that, like, for six or seven years because it's very hard because like it affects uh people's like relationships right um you know their their home lives and all that stuff because yeah. you're living you're you're always working you know um but anyways that's a side topic yeah 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 i but can imagine that yeah. though you know yeah. i did i did a in 2008 i was asked to be in an amnesty international like it was going to be like a worldwide tv spot yeah and um, it actually ended up premiering at the uh, Cannes Festival. Wow. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't know. At the time, I was so naive. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm like, Cannes Festival. No, I, what's I that? don't know. <laughs> what's that? So you know. Was that tuna? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and I was like, I was part of it. But it ended up being, the final product ended up being mm. less than two minutes. Yeah. And I was there for 17 hours. Wow. And yeah, it seems about right. Yeah, yeah, and it was I remember it was from 7 it was 7 p.m. to like the next morning. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, there's yeah, a lot of waiting." Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like taking it back and I was um it was the next morning, I'm like it's freezing. First of all, it's freezing. Yeah. I had like a white t-shirt on mm -hmm. and um there's a lot of waiting around. Yeah. Uh, setting, you know, moving the cameras around, moving the lighting around. It's a lot of waiting. I didn't know. That was my first, like, introduction real life to introduction yeah. to, like, the entertainment, you know, behind the it's scenes. It's not for everyone. I could tell you that. If you're, even people who are passionate, it's like, it's very, if you're just, like, the PA, it's very dry and kind of boring. Um, but once it, once they yell action and you're in there on set, it's 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 worth it i think yeah you know just for that moment when they're where like everybody starts getting into the like like the role like where they're like they have the background playing and then like yeah. the actor doing their thing right and they have to start all over again like like a rewind type of thing it's it's pretty interesting to see that yeah oh man i got a lot of stories about that but you know what this is this show's about you we're, we're gonna talk about your book right? all right you let's do I mean? it let's talk about my book mastering the irate caller mastering the irate so, caller that's right how many People who don't know you, uh, so you come from a customer service uh, background? I do. So I've been in the customer service field for over 20 years now. Uh -huh. And I started with a financial, major financial institution mm -hmm. as a bilingual customer service representative. And within six months, I would say, of working there, uh, they said, wow, you're really good at your job. And mm -hmm. they promoted me right away. And I just remember, I'm like, oh my god, like this is, this is so surreal. Like I, yeah, I, I, before before working at the call center, I was working at Disneyland cleaning mm -hmm. restrooms. Yeah. So you can imagine, you know. Yeah, it was from like that, a different. It was a completely yeah. different show, and I'm like, oh wow, like 
I didn't know I was good at this. And yeah. so they promoted me after six months. And then um, there was a time where I, would, we, I went through two months mm -hmm. of training, two okay. months. That's like otherworldly, right? You don't. Yeah. You don't ever hear about that. Yeah. It's it's usually a week or two. Yeah, and then they throw you into the fire and it's like you exactly. figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. It's but this company was like they invested two months of mm -hmm. training and I'm like, I'm so glad they did that. And then once they threw me out into the fire, I started taking the phone calls and then my first irate caller, mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, yeah. what did I get myself into? Yeah. I mean, I was berated I was humiliated yeah. I was insulted and you know I brushed it off but then you go to work every single day and, and you have like multiple it's like a thing it's an everyday thing it's an everyday thing yeah. you have multiple people berating you and they some of them know exactly how to get in under your skin really and it's it's almost a, as if it's like a like a skill like mm. you know how to get under somebody's skin and they were, they were using my name. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, you know. No, like, no, give me, give me like just a small example of how they got under your skin. Well, they would say things like, hmm, are you, you're new, right? Oh. You're, are you still in training? Yeah. Condescending. Or, con very yeah, condescending. condescending yeah. Or they would say things like, I've called dozens of times before mm -hmm. and the last representative was able to do it for me how yeah. come you're not able to do it for me you must not know what you're doing mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're I new heard, right yeah i heard i heard i've been in situations where i heard the same type of dialogue and it's mm -hmm. like almost like the same person calling over and over again you know right, what i mean right yeah it's it's very it's uh it brings down your morale you know what I mean? right away even yeah. though you're thinking it's like you could take it but if, if it's happening like every hour every day it's like oh shit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah at first, you know, I was able to brush it off, and after a while, I'm like, okay, it's it's taking a toll on me. Mm -hmm. I would, like, I don't know if I should. I would run, like, I would no, excuse you could curse, myself. You could, yeah, you okay, could, you could you could say anything. All right, not a, as long as it's not offensive. Yeah, honestly, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. What's not offensive nowadays? Uh, okay. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I won't get into that. Yeah, but I would have to put myself on after call work. Mm. I'd have to like literally like power walk yeah. to the restroom i'd lock myself in a stall and yeah. i would just cry cry yeah. ball and i'm like what did i get myself into yeah, and then i would go back and then during my lunch and my breaks at first like at first i would go to lunch and go to breaks with you know my coworkers and um you know who we yeah. all need a break right yeah, we all need yeah because we're not robots, you gotta have like some kind of interactions with coworkers. Yeah, exactly. You know, like kind of get like stretch your legs. It's a balance, like it, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's a balance, yeah. and so I would. I started going to, to break and lunch with you know certain people, and then I started just going to my car. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I knew that I was gonna cry. I yeah. knew that I was gonna just start bawling and have a meltdown, and I would go to my car, and sure enough, I would drive. I remember I would go to. I'd drive to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was like a mile from there. I'd go to McDonald's. I'd go get something to eat. I'd sit in my car, and I'd just start crying. I'm like, yeah. ugh, this is too. This is too much. Yeah. And um, I was, you know, I was told repeatedly by people mm. that I should just go kill myself. And really? 
yeah it was yeah people people are people are evil yeah people are evil you know like especially if they can't see you i bet you they wouldn't say say that to you if they saw you in person no and that's why like no the internet's filled with trolls because like right. you, you hide you hide behind the screen you know exactly. what i mean you could be like a dick a whatever you want to be like yeah. you know exactly um but that's i think that's everybody who's worked in the customer service industry even if they work like at a target or walmart they deal with these kind type of uh, irate callers or yep. like a karen or a ken you know what i mean <laughs> And if, uh, if anybody's watching right now, if you guys have like a nightmare customer service that you want to share during the show, uh, please comment and we'll, you know, we'll read it out in a, in a few uh, if you guys want to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have plenty of them. When I used to work at Blockbuster, it's you used to crazy. work at Blockbuster? I used to work at Blockbuster right there by Savons when it used to be Blockbuster, not an O'Reilly. You know? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was my block uh, blockbuster. I yeah, used to man, go there, there all the time. Blockbuster in Norwalk, man. Yeah. Yeah, I used to work there after film school. Like, I think it was maybe 20. I was 21. But it's, it was pretty cool. But uh, what made it difficult was the customer because, like, they got really passionate and irate about, like, yeah. either they're, they're, they got charged extra because they didn't return it on time. Oh, right. It was a rewind. Remember VCRs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was because they got a rewind. Be kind. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. And uh, I, I've been in situations plenty of times where like they weren't arguing. Like the customer was be being very like physical and belligerent to to us. Like I remember this one guy. He slammed his VHS on the counter and started talking all this shit to the to one of my coworkers and. And even, I even got some of the brute, you know, some of the uh, brute from it, you know, yeah. from other customers. And um, it's very, it's very difficult to deal with these entitled people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like, I like your book because um, it gives you, it tells you, it tells you how to not only deal with them, it gives you exercises. Right. And it's very clear to read too. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like difficult. It's not trying to be over, like, like you're not trying to be like highly like. Like complicating like with the verbiage you know what right. i mean it's like you're having a conversation with the reader right and that's what i liked about your book you know what i mean it's kind of like i'm getting to know you and how to deal with these difficult fucking customers you know, you know what that was one of my goals mm -hmm. i said i need to put this i need to articulate everything that i have to say but in plain language yeah and i think i did that because writing a book was it was on my bucket list yeah and it had been on my bucket list for many years and I don't know why around 2019 mm -hmm. I started to feel like a sense of urgency like yeah you need to like you need to write this now yeah and I started writing it I started writing it and then I put it away you know because yeah life gets in the way yeah. you, I went to revisit it and then I I said you know what I'm gonna do this I finally put I put a, uh, a deadline on myself. I said, by my birthday, September 21st of 2019, mm -hmm. my book needs to be finished. So I started writing for like six months. And, um, you know, I could have, you can go on tons of websites now and hire a ghostwriter and hire. Yeah, I don't uh, see what's the point people. of that. Like, why, do yeah. you, why would somebody hire a ghostwriter to write something? I'm like, you have to do the effort, at least if write you don't, the. Right. Know, I mean, if you don't have the time to do it, if you're really busy, mm -hmm. I could see why people hire ghostwriters, but I didn't want to do yeah. that. I wanted it to come out organically from, yeah. from me, yeah. and I wanted somebody to read it and be like, oh, yeah, that's 
I can hear Martin say that. Yeah. You know, that's, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, that's, I heard, when I was reading this, I was like, I was hearing you talk. And that's okay. really good. All right. Because uh, this, this, the secret is to writing a good book is like having a conversation. Right. And I heard a lot of, um, you know, just like advices. And one of the advices said that when you're writing something, pick somebody that you're telling the story to, whether it's your mom or your brother, and just tell them the story. And then right. you're, you'll, you'll find your audience. Right. You know? And right. I think uh, I think you did that, you know. Thank you. How how, Thank uh, you. how are the sales on this uh, book? If you don't, find, you know, let me get let me take a guess. It started out pretty like in the beginning, pretty. It started out great, but now it's kind of like slowing down, right? It's, am I, it it definitely right? slowed down. Yeah. So I I have a paper paperback version. Mm -hmm. I have a digital version. Yeah. And uh, I have an audio version too, but. Uh, I'm still waiting for Audible to approve that version. I think I'm. How come you? How come it's waiting to be approved? It's waiting to be approved because of COVID. There was a disclaimer. Oh, okay. There was a disclaimer. They said we're taking. It normally takes 30 days. Mm. I submitted it back in September. I hired this really super talented, um, you know, voice, voice actor, yeah. and he. It sounds really good. Mm. I listened to it. I'm like. It's oh, like this legit, sounds, this dude, is fucking good. fire, right? I was like, this is legit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like super excited, super stoked about but it. It's taking forever, right? And now it's taking forever. And they make you go through this like Oops. really tedious application process. Mm -hmm. And I submitted it. It took me like, it must have taken me like an hour to, to submit it. And then wow. when I did, there was a disclaimer that said because of COVID thing, there's a delay. Yeah. So I figured, okay. Normally it would take a month. Mm -hmm. Now it's gonna, probably going to take maybe two months. So yeah. I waited the two months. I reached out to them. I said, what's going on? So I'm still waiting to hear back. If mm -hmm. I don't hear back by the end of the year, I'm yeah. just going to post it on YouTube and it's going to be available to everybody. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's, re that's really cool. Like at least you have, you have to take the initiative because if people, if you wait on people, then um, it's not going to go anywhere, you know? Right. Um, right. What, how much... Like what, what? What is the success right now? Like with your story? Like do you still get like a lot of? Do you, are people like buying it every day, or is it like every other day? Or I'll say I this: just, I just want to know. Since July, mm -hmm. I I haven't talked about this, but I was I was laid off from a job that I was yeah. I was with them for about thirteen years. Oh wow! And I got laid off because of COVID, and it wasn't just me. It was like two hundred. Do you think they're gonna people. hire you back though? Like after this whole thing, did they give you like kind of like that um, open door? Mm, no, it was like no, I don't. No, think, think so. so huh? I'm I've moved on. I've moved yeah. on. Um, I'm gonna go and do something else, bigger and better things. Are you gonna go back in customer service? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you say that it's your passion, customer service? It is my passion. Uh -huh. it, I I love. I love customer service. I love customer service. I know how to finesse a customer. I know how to talk yeah. to a customer. I can get the most irateist caller. To and calm down. Calm them down. And, yeah. and I make it my mission. It's it's kind of like, all right, operation, calm this customer down. It makes down. you feel good and if once like you get somebody who's fucking like, Blowing his top off, yeah. and then he starts relaxing. Right, and he thanks you in the end. It's, right, yeah, it's uh, it feels pretty good because exactly, yeah, it understand. feels it feels good. It feels really good that not only was I able to calm somebody down, but I was able to help them and yeah. resolve their issue. And um, in July, after 13 years of being with the company, I got laid off because of COVID, and then 
I was already planning on releasing my book. Mm -hmm. I held on to it for a while though, because, you know, were I were you scared that I was scared. Yeah, yeah, direct. Because when you're writing something, regardless if it's a self-help book or whatever you write, you're still throwing yourself out there. It's still your personality, right? And then when somebody doesn't like it, it sort of feels like a personal attack on you, right? You know, even though you don't want to, because you know we're it's all constructive criticism and that's how it is you know it's all it's all art art is subjective and if they don't like it it's still your personality and it feels like they're rejecting your personality was that the reason why you held off on the book i am super i'm a perfectionist uh -huh. and it has to be perfect yeah in order for me to release something to the public yeah and so i the book had been finished like months before oh, so I got laid off. I was sitting on it. Mm -hmm. I shelved it because I figured, you know, I'm I'm going to eventually, when I have time, I'm going to revisit this. Mm -hmm. And because of COVID, my job, I was working. There were days where I was working from 6 in the morning to midnight. Wow. Working from home, mind you, but I was working all day. Yeah. And that was because of COVID. Things, every single day, things would change. Mm -hmm. uh, policies would change. And... I didn't have time, so I figured I'm going to shelve this. And then when I got the news that I was losing my job, I said, you know what? That weekend, I, so I got, I had, my last day was on a Friday. That weekend, I had a lot of time to contemplate and to think about yeah. what my next move was going to be. And I figured, you know what? I'm just going to release my book as is. I'm not going to try to be Did a perfectionist. Did you have a story editor? Oh yeah, that that had already been done. Yeah. I hired an editor, uh -huh. and she's an amazing editor. How'd by the you way. find the editor? Online. Online. Okay, I found a. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Fiverr or Fiverr. Oh, you never met her or her no. or him? Her. Her. Okay, I'm I'm lucky that I have a story editor, and I met her through a friend, and mm -hmm. she's really good. Like she edited the stories that you read, and um, I just need to get one more feedback from it before I give her to her to do another revision before I release it online and yeah. I wanted to release it hopefully I know I say every year but for sure I'm gonna release it next year right but this isn't about me it's about you so <laughs> no but that's good though that's good though you yeah. should release it it's really yeah. good when you when I sent you my book mm -hmm. and then you emailed me your short stories and I'm yeah. like oh that's that's yeah. really good I started yeah. reading them it's really good did he get to the second story with a little girl no, you didn't. It, it's, I didn't. You know, I, I didn't. No? no, I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I didn't. Yeah. Is it because it was too slow, or you didn't like life was happening? Life was you happening. Tell, you can tell me it's it not. No, it had you nothing to do with you. Uh -huh. It had nothing to do with the story. It uh -huh. was just that life took over. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna. I. The story. Those stories. They're. They all take place in Norwalk. They all take place at night, and it's all. It. It all deals with this. Uh, the insomniac problem. Uh -huh. And they all share the same world. They all live in the same space. So each story kind of connects within itself. But that's more later on. It's, it's you know, again, it's not about me. It's about my it's, guests. Hey, you yeah. know what? This is a casual conversation. It's a casual so conversation. You can talk about whatever you have going on. Because, you know, I am interested, in, I mean, to hear what people have to say about these stories that I've written. Because it's been, my Facebook told me it's been five years since I started this journey. On really? The story that I've been writing. Yeah. And I'm um, writing... The story that I'm writing right now, it was supposed to be a short story, but now mm -hmm. it's turning, uh, it's a book now. And oh, I'm, wow. I'm okay. okay with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, my justification about it is that this story that I'm writing right now, that's a book, is going to be the centerpiece of all the stories that are going to be connected to this one story. I see. Yeah, and then it's going to conclude with this conclusion. And 
but uh, it's yeah, it's uh, I, I'm gonna talk about it more later. I okay, don't get into all right. About it, but uh, it all takes place in our hometown, Norwalk. Yeah, and it's gonna be dope as fuck. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. But, but if you guys want to follow me on Facebook, it's called <laughs> the Late Night Hour. The Late Night Hour. Yeah. Facebook. My post. It's like. <laughs> Like, subscribe, Life follow, is, yeah, all that, comment, all, that yeah. all of that. Hey, do you have a do you have a fan page on Facebook for your book, Mastering That? You should, because you no. could do your promotions on that. Like, like run my own fan page. Exactly, exactly. Oh. Like, so it's okay. Your Facebook, and you could create your own page for whatever you want, mm -hmm. and then you you build it kind of like. Like remember MySpace? You know what I mean? You, you build it the way you want it, right? Right. And then you promote it as like, I'm gonna pay twenty bucks for like a three day run, and a thousand people are gonna see it mm -hmm. in my demographic that I choose. Oh, I yeah. See. And then I they start collecting mean. it. They start liking it. Right. You get strangers liking it. It feels really good when right. people who don't even know you are liking your stuff, right. trying to follow you. It's a great fucking feeling, man. And I, I suggest yeah. you to do doing that. Okay. I do have a. I do have a business Facebook page yeah uh, it's a uh, Joshua Martin entertainment mm -hmm. and it's that's tailored good, but you should have one for your book specific for the book yeah okay all right From I need experience. to do that okay <laughs> all right yeah well I mean since your book's already already done all you have yeah. to do is just try to promote it to get try people to, to buy it, it yeah you know? I'm trying to I I have been doing promo mm -hmm. um, and to get to your first question mm -hmm. about the sales yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I <laughs> I was doing really good at first, and um, it sort of died down. Yeah. But I've been averaging at least one book sale a day since July. Oh, that's at cool. At least one. And there was a time which was actually very recently. I think it was like two weeks ago, where there was like a four day gap where there was like no activity, mm -hmm. and then it picked up again. Was it? Was there like a holiday? Do you, can you like justify that four day gap? I have You're no trying idea. to like rationalize like, oh, what's going on? I, I look at the analytics. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. At first, I was looking at the analytics every single day, a couple oh, yeah. times a day. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just like, yeah. I know, man. How many am I selling? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I'm can I make a living this, off of uh, this? this and... thing too, man. I'm like, how many people are watching it? How many, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I swear I'm kind of tapering off right now just so it could see. It could go on its own. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think everybody does that. You know, it's not, it's not just you and me, you know? After... After a while, oh, we got though, a, you got a message. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to read it, or do you want to read it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, can you read it if you have yeah. a microphone? Yeah. We're, we're, what we're doing right now is somebody uh, they're sharing their uh, one of their nightmare customer service uh, stories right now, and uh, Monique's going to read it. So uh, okay. whenever you're ready. So Ariana Lopez says, "Hi, buddies. I remember you at Blockbuster. I worked a bankrupt at a bankruptcy firm. We used to take debtor call." Sorry, we used to take debt creditor calls. They were mean and called me stupid, asked if I knew what I was doing. They made me feel bad about myself, and I'd go cry after. That's like every customer service job, right? Mm. That is. That's like every customer service yeah. job. And Thank you, hi, thank hi, you Ariana, Ariana. For, uh, for sharing. I, I, we appreciate it. Uh, if it's the Ariana that I it think is. it is. It is. I miss you. <laughs> Hey, buddy. <laughs> um, so when it comes to dealing with irate callers, there's many different ways for you to speak to a customer. Yeah. And 
there's a happy customer, there's a neutral customer, and then there's the irate caller. And the irate caller, there's a very specific formula that you have to follow. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things is, one of the biggest things is not take anything personally. Yeah, that's. But that's really hard though. I mean, don't you think? Like taking it personally, like somebody who's not accustomed to it, they would take it pretty hard. So how would you tell that person? It like, takes time. It, it does take time. It takes time. Practice make perfect, no? That's right. Yeah, yeah. it takes time. You're not going to get this in one day, yeah. in two days, in three days. Because what you're doing, you're essentially taking the programming, right? Mm. You're taking whatever's in your subconscious mind and whatever you're programmed to do and programmed to react. And you are now training it to, 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 to act like a different yeah. way. You're saying, okay... During this period of my of my day, you're not supposed to react that way. Yeah. And it's like a you're rewiring your brain is what you're doing. And that takes time. It does. It's not it's not an over overnight type of thing. Yeah. But the number one thing is don't take anything personally. Yeah. And have you in the beginning, did you take it personally? Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the time. <laughs> even uh even recently, I would say because I'm not perfect. Yeah. And just because I wrote a book on it doesn't mean I'm perfect. Mm. There there have been times where I'm just like, what did you, what did you just say? Yeah. What did you just call you me? Just, yeah. How <laughs> you know? dare they? Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, my Norwalk side comes yeah. out. But like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I have to, you know, roll myself back yeah. and calm down and calm myself down. But you know what really helps is uh, meditation. That that helps me out tremendously, yeah. because with medita- I've been meditating now for about five years, and ever since I started, at first, something really mundane or really just trivial would set me off, and I would become super super upset, and it would actually take a toll on me where it would last like. 20 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes, something really, really dumb as you cutting me off in traffic. Yeah. I would be upset for like a good 10 minutes. Have you ever flipped anybody off in traffic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all I the have. Time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. But after a while, you start to, you know, let okay, it go. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. And then with meditation, especially concentration meditation and mindfulness meditation, yeah. that really helped me out. And now if somebody cuts me off, that 30 seconds or that 30 minutes or however long I used to be upset for, yeah. it's shortened to seconds. So now I'm still going to get – I'm still human. I'm going to yeah. get upset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get like – you know, I, I'm going to want to flip yeah. the, the bird at them. But yeah. that 30 minutes is now shortened to 5 seconds, 10 seconds, mm-hmm. and then you can – Just let right, it go. Let it go. Go about your go about your day. Yeah, because the reality is that when you're in traffic, that's that's what's going to happen, mm. and it's nothing personal against you. They're trying. They woke up late, or maybe they you underestimated know, I mean, traffic time. And, I don't understand how people could drive like assholes in the morning to go to a job that they don't like. Oh my, are you really yeah. that? Are you really driving this recklessly to go to a job that you fucking hate? You right. know what I mean? Just fucking yeah. just chill, you know? Right. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's important to love what you do. Yeah, exactly. You, have, you really do have to enjoy what you do. Yeah. it To me, 
uh, you have to love what you do, and it has to be it has to be tolerable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to tolerate what I do, and so far, what I'm doing is tolerable. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, is there like some kind of like, like mantra or like an like like you said like um, something that relaxes you? Like a, what's it called? Um, like an exercise that you do to yourself to calm yourself down. Yes. Yeah. There's uh, personal. I, I call it the emergency reset method. Okay. And so this is what I would do when in between. I'm not saying every single call. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just saying the really hot customers, the really irate customers, after I would speak to them, I would take about 30 seconds and I would do this exercise where I would do like a breathing exercise mm -hmm. and I would um, like breathe in for yeah. five seconds, I'd hold it for two seconds, I'd exhale for seven seconds and then I would smile like yeah. <laughs> and then visualize a happy memory something that brings me joy yeah and I have many of them I have many many happy memories yeah. you know some with my family some with Robert some with you know there's so many Whatever, memories yeah. that I have yeah. so many memories uh, some with my you know with my dog Jackson that passed away a couple years ago mm -hmm. and um, I have so many happy memories that yeah. I think about those memories and I while I'm simultaneously smiling that you, do, you, do you want to do it? You know, actually, I was thinking about if you could leave this, um, anybody who's watching, if you could leave that exercise to them, you know what I mean? While okay. I make, while I'll make myself a drink. Oh, you know all I mean? right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, well, yeah. while you make yourself a drink, yeah, can I'm you refill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this so one. Go for it. All you, right. You take the lead. You you concentrate. You, you tell the audience how to, you know, breathe in, breathe out. You okay. know what I mean? How to all do right. that. And then I'll come back with your drink. Okay. Right? All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. We'll have Josh Martin lead everybody right now. So. All right. There you go, man. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to put this over here. All right. So I'm going to have to – I know this by heart, but, you know, I have to shamelessly promote. Um, I'm going to – it's on page – it's on page 27. And so the emergency reset method. So this is – this is a method that I used to follow every single day. And the first thing that you want to do is, you know, correct your posture. You want to quiet your mind. You want to just let it all go. And the first thing you want to do is breathe in, inhale for five seconds. So hold it for two. Excel for seven and then do that again. Do it about two or three times. And then once you're done doing that, you should smile. If whoever's watching, do it with me. <laughs> smile, smile. Now simultaneously be thinking about a happy memory. For me, right now I'm thinking about me being in Mexico, me being in Puerto Vallarta with Robert and just really enjoying life and it's like a tropical paradise there and visualize whatever makes you happy and continue to smile I would say smile for about 11 12 seconds and once that's done you're gonna feel you're gonna feel re 
renewed, refreshed, and you're going to be ready for the next call. You're going to be, it's going to give you that, you know, that jump start to take the next call. Maybe the last call you just took, it made you super irate and your heart's beating and you're super anxious and upset. And now with the emergency reset method, you do that in between your irate calls and it's going to just prepare you to take the next call with a clear and happy mind. So I want, right on. I want you to do it. Well, let's do it. All right. Yeah. So breathe in. Let, let me tell you first what it is. You're going to breathe in for five seconds. Okay. You're going to hold it for two and you're going to exhale for seven. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to do that twice. Let's just do it now. COVID free. <laughs> okay. 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 Inhale. Hold for two. Exhale. For seven. Do it again. One more time. One, two, three, four, five. One, two. Exhale for seven. And now smile. Hey, everyone. No, smile. <laughs> oh, smile. Smile. Uh -huh. Keep smiling. Uh -huh. And now while you're smiling, think of a memory that brings you joy. Pizza. <laughs> uh, anything, anything. Whatever it is. Yeah. Could be with a loved one here or someone that's passed. Mm. Smile. Keep smiling. Smile. Keep All smiling. Right. Hey, Keep it's working. Smiling. It's working. I feel positive. Okay. Know? Not and that I didn't just, feel positive in the beginning, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and just focus on that memory. Mm -hmm. And whether you have to close your eyes, you could do whatever you want. Just focus on that memory that's going to bring you joy. And I'm sure you have many. Yeah. And once you're done, you're like, okay, I'm ready to I'm take ready to on back. the next call. And that didn't take any more than 30 seconds. And so you that's that, how. You could do that like at any, at any point that you're working. You right? don't have to be a call center rep. Yeah. You could be any rep. Or you, you could be anybody. Do you think this could also benefit people who work at a toxic work environment? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Would you accept working at a toxic work environment? Would I accept? Yeah, personally. You know, I'm... Uh, like, you know, because it's different to work with the, the irate caller. Mm -hmm. That's the client. Right. But would you accept getting that irate boss? It's two different things. Right. Would you... Would you would you quit your job if your boss was irate, like a Karen or Ken? No. You know what I mean? No, right? Because life is too short, right? Yeah. I think something something different drives me, I think. Yeah. I, I, don't, I try not to take any, anything personally, mm -hmm. and that's the attitude that you have to have when you're on the phone with an irate caller. Yeah. You can't take anything personally. You have to um, use a certain tone of voice. Like, I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever been in a restaurant? I'm sure you have. You've oh, been in a restaurant where you're having a conversation and then all of a sudden uh, somebody starts to raise their voice. Uh, and it's like, oh, what's going oh, on? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's because there's a scientific reason for that. That's because that type of that tone of voice sends signals of threat. Yeah. And so it's the it's what's called uh, fight or flight. That's exactly. What it's called. It yeah. are, amygdala becomes hyperactive yeah. and we start to get into fight or flight mode mm -hmm. and or freeze 
and we're like, uh oh, and then we come hype, we become hyper aware yes. of that situation. Yeah. So that's that's that tone of voice, the escalated angry tone of voice, right? Yeah. So what you have to do it, uh, to calm somebody down is the opposite, and you know some people call it the yeah, night the radio. Coast. You're listening to you're the listening coast. to the coast yeah. or uh, the ASMR voice. Yeah, you know, but you don't have to whisper. Uh, you just have to get as close to it as possible. But don't you think if you do that, that'll sound condescending to no. some? No, 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 no. Okay, I don't think so. Okay, you just be very calming and try to calm somebody down and talk as you normally would, mm -hmm. but just in a very calm manner. Yeah, and there will be—I guarantee you—there will be pushback at first. Yeah. I can't hear you or speak louder or why are you, you know, yeah. there will be some pushback, but don't take the bait. Continue to hold your ground. Yeah. Talk very calmly. Right? Professionalism. Be friendly. Take their issue seriously. And if you do that, then you can focus on the solution. You can focus yeah. on the available options rather than what you can't do for them. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, what they do is... They focus on what they can't do for them. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, we can't. I'm so sorry, Mr. So I can't so, do yeah. that. Mr. So-and-so, Mr. Customer, I can't do that for you. You know, we have very strict rules around. And they focus on what they can't do. But they're not, they're not talking about what they can do for them. If you just focus on what you can do and what the options that are available, they're going to choose. Oftentimes, they're going to choose from one of those available options. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. Uh, you also have to actively listen be listening and I, I don't mean just hearing I mean listening yeah. truly listening and then one of the most powerful things that you can do is express empathy mm -hmm. uh, whether it's your fault or not yeah. or the business fault or not um, to say you know I'm, yeah, I'm, you understand I'm really it. sorry yeah. to hear that you know at work I work for this uh, reverse uh, mortgage company mm -hmm. and it's very I guess corporate, almost like Google, where they send you these classes and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. one, they send you to a uh, personality class. And one of my number one strength is empathy. Yeah. And Good then, for you. Yeah, and everybody goes like, oh, you got empathy because it's very rare yeah. uh, at my job yeah. for somebody to get empathy. Right. And this one guy says, are you a preacher? I'm like, no, I'm not a fucking preacher. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a writer. I, you know, I sympathize are with you the a pastor. Folk. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, but, um. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Can I say that if you don't have that organically, it doesn't come out innately. Yeah. What you can do, one, one of the tricks is for me, I visualize my mom. Yeah. And I visualize. Somebody talking to them that way. like Either, yeah. either that or I, yes. I, and, and I talk about that in the book. Uh, but one of the things I do is I visualize my actually me talking to my mom. Mm. Like, what if my mom is calling had, was calling yeah. me, and she didn't understand? And she was just frustrated. And she's she's yeah, old school, right? you know. Yeah. She's a you know old school Mexican traditional woman, yeah. and she if she gets a bill, her eyes hone in on, on the, the most expensive yeah. Yeah, on the absolutely. total charges yeah. as opposed to the patient balance or uh, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? And so. I have to visualize it. I'm speaking to my mom, and when I do that, I'm like, I love my mom, so obviously I'm going to help her. Yeah. So I'm on her side. I'm not against her. Yeah. I'm on her team, and we're going to work together towards resolving an issue. That's a very good practice to, to do yeah. at customer service. You know what I mean? Yeah. To visualize a family member 
that you love. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And help them through. Someone that, that you out. love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you're getting kind of teary eyed. No, 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 not at all. Really, really, no, not at all. That's passion. That could be the wine. Yeah. Could be the wine. But no, not at all. But I, I do visualize my mom, mm -hmm. and then another thing that you need to do is you need to, I think I said this already, but validate the person's frustration and yeah. anger and say, you know, I Yeah, you got to see understand. where they're coming from, you know what I mean, the frustration, the right. confusion, you know, the anger that they're not being heard, you know right. what I mean? It's all it's all right. of that. It's, it's, it boggles me that people don't understand to sympathize with your with the other person, you know what I mean? Right. At least to show some kind of empathy towards them. It kind of boggles me. It's like when I hear people talk to each other, even at work, it's like, what are you guys doing? You guys right. like act, you guys acting like enemies right now, you know? We're on the same boat, you know? Exactly. You, yeah. you just have to put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that's the whole meaning of empathy is putting yourself and in people who do their that, shoes. I know that they succeed because nobody wants to work with a jerk. And people who, who, who could calm down the jerk, they go far. You know what I mean? Because right. it's like this guy could pull out. This guy could pull out fires, right. pull out fires, you know? Yeah. And that's that's a, a majority of my job is yeah. to put out the fires. fires. Yeah. And that's what I do. I just try to de-escalate so situations. So what is one customer that you could not put out the fire? He was just like on flames and there's like no way that you could put it out. There's like, even though with your training, your positive attitude, there is no way getting through this person because he did not want to. You didn't want to feel happy. You didn't want to comply. You did not, not. I wouldn't say comply, but they just wanted to be difficult and give you a hard time. Did right. you ever, at least, do you have one? I'm sure you have one. I least. have. Yeah. I do have one. Yeah. And it was someone that was extremely upset about having to pay. It was the bill was like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> they had a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. Was this like a medical and, bill? Yeah. It was. Oh, okay. It was. It was fifty thousand dollars around there, and they had to they had to pay for it. Yeah. And this was after them getting all of the relative discounts. Yeah, they didn't have insurance. We can bill an insurance company. They yeah. didn't qualify for Medi-Cal, anything like that. Yeah. So they had to pay for it out of pocket, and wow. they their credit was meticulous. Mm -hmm. Like they what do you were mean? so. I mean, they had a perfect credit score. Uh -huh. And so, of course, they couldn't let this bill go to collections because then it, it would oh, we'll adversely like, yeah, yeah. affect their credit. So then this this customer Person. was just like was not Fuming. having it. Yeah. Fuming. He was hot. And I tried everything. I Everything he that's in my wanted wheelhouse. wanted to be put zero, right? He's like, yeah. just send it to zero and I'll be happy, yeah. right? This, this customer was not going to be satisfied unless I wrote off his bill. Yeah. And that was and not going to happen because it wasn't justifiable. Out. It was, yeah. it wasn't justifiable, you know, and I've given in my, you know, in my field of work, I've given discounts before. And if it's justifiable, if there was a mistake that was made, there was like a breakdown in communication or yeah. breakdown in service. I'm more than happy to do that. Mm. But I can't write off a fifty thousand yeah, dollar bill. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of chunk. It's a lot of money. Did you try to meet even with him? It's like, oh, I'll take out ten thousand or no or something I, like that. You know what I mean? I focused on the options that he had available. Uh -huh. And I was willing to I mean do anything. I was willing to bend the rules. We had at the time we had payment plans. Mm. At the time we had financial assistance. I mean, 
He was able to. But he, he didn't want to take any of but it. But he didn't want to take any of yeah, it. He didn't want to pay it. He yeah, didn't want to pay it, and he didn't want to be bothered with having to submit supporting documentation that he can't afford so the $50,000. wouldn't you consider that entitlement at that point? Well. Like they're entitled to it's like. Not, no. It's not so much. there. Yes, that exists. But I think it's people that are just very proud and they they just refuse to be helped. Mm. They're so used to being independent that yeah. they refuse help from outside parties. I see. And that's and you know I'm I'm like that. So yeah. I I understand that. It's I, okay I to get help. That. You know what I mean. But it's okay. But at one point when you truly need help, yeah. whether it's because you know after I got in my car accident, I had yeah. I, I needed I had to surrender to the fact that I needed help. help. And what kind of help for your car accident? Like physical or physical, financial? Physical. Okay. Physical. Um, at first it was physical, then it became financial. financial yeah. But I needed help. I had contusions but anyways the customer just sometimes needs to accept that you know there's a hardship there there's a financial hardship at, there and mm. they need help and you know we could do something for you if you apply for financial assistance mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of that going on but there's also the entitlement part yeah and so the customer didn't want to hear it didn't want to hear me didn't everything i i did everything yeah everything in my power everything that i had in my wheelhouse i did and it, it just didn't yeah. work it didn't work unless it would have said zero right it's like here it's clear right and they would be happy and you know what that's going to happen yeah. you can't when i wrote the book I, and I think I wrote that in there and said, you're not going to please everybody. Yeah. You can't please everybody. Yeah, absolutely impossible. But if you can make your life easier and your work life easier yeah. by maybe you're not going to please 100% of the people, but maybe you can please 80% of the people, to, you know, wouldn't you do that for yourself? Yeah. So it, you could at least, you know, sleep well at night. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I worked at jobs where like I carry that stress at home. And I'm trying to enjoy my day, you know. I'm trying to cook dinner. I'm thinking yeah. about work. I'm watching TV. I'm thinking about right. work. You know, I'm taking a shit. I'm thinking about work. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's, I I, I would rather get paid less to deal with that kind of stress than have that be my life. And that's a personal choice, and that works for well for me. But right. you know, it's not for everybody. They like to get that money, that lot of money, and get that you know. That a heart like I guess that uh, punch, getting punched emotionally every right. day, you know, that's not for me. Is that for you? Is that is that something for you? You know, I back in the day I used to they call it brooding and ruminating, and yeah. I used to do that all the time. I used to go home thinking about work, thinking about the conversations that I had with yeah, IRA callers, it, yeah. and I would replay it in my head. And um, and I talk about it in my book. At first, I those conversations would stop after I got out of my car, after mm -hmm. I parked at home yeah, and got out of go. my car and I let it go. But then eventually they followed me into the home and manifest in other ways and it yeah. manifests in other ways. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't, yeah. If stress um, eating, stress, stress eating. drinking <laughs> and I'm a big stress eater. Yeah, it doesn't a, look like you. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. How often do you work out? Yeah. It's like that movie. Are you eating less or just barfing more? <laughs> <laughs> a little both, yeah. Yeah, I was just talking about that movie, Hot Chick. But that's 
that's what I would do is huh. I would go home, think about it, and then after a while, I it became really, really depressing, and I became yeah. stressed out about it, and then it started taking a toll on me because I started to, anytime I would hang out with friends or we would be at Rage yeah, or you, at Mickey's. You won't, you, you're not there, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, yeah. hey, you know what I mean? So I was like, what are you thinking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know. Exactly. And you're, trying to, you're trying to focus in the moment, but you always get thrown back into like, fuck, man. Right. That fucking bitch. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, there's and no way. If it was one day, that would be your reality. But yeah. I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. And at the beginning, I was doing this for a couple of years before I left the financial institution. And every day, when you mess with people's money, mm. oh, people yeah. become extremely Monsters. hot. Yeah. yeah. Extremely hot. Especially if this organization was charging non-sufficient funds what, what fees. What kind of, uh, was it, well, you said a financial institution, what kind of like... Uh, medical or uh, like mortgages? A bank. bank? A oh, big bank. bank. Bank, bank. I'm not going to say who it is. Well, of course, we don't get sued. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't have lawyers. <laughs> Sue me. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm not going to say who it is, yeah. but it was a big bank yeah. and I worked for them and they charged exorbitant amount of non-sufficient fund fees, mm. sometimes like in the thousands and mm. actually got sued at one oh, point. Sounds like Will Spargo, huh? Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> And, um, and of course I had to take that initial, you know, brought from the patient or yeah. from the customer and I'm like, what, it, yeah, what am I, it, I I'm yeah. just enforcing the policies. That's yeah, all I'm doing. Don't shoot the messenger. Basically. Right. Don't shoot yeah. the messenger. And, um, you know, I, I felt like I had to record a, um, a make a video on YouTube about that yeah. because, you know, oftentimes people call the 800 number and they scream and yell and they call over and over and over and over again because they can't get their way. Mm. Let's say they're asking for a discount or let's say they want a free night at a hotel or yeah. whatever the situation is. They call over and over and they're just yelling at whoever picks up the phone. Mm. But, you know, if you really feel, if you really believe that there what you have been defrauded, there's an unjust situation, what I do personally is I Google the name of the company, mm -hmm. executives that work for the company. I yeah. I email them. Oftentimes, you'll find email addresses. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And if that doesn't work out, you go to the Better Business Bureau and yeah. you lodge file a, a complaint. formal complaint. Yeah. And oftentimes, that's going to get to the right people within yes. the organization that's going to do the right thing. Yeah. And I talk about this in my book, too, that any reputable company will do the right thing. Yeah. They're going to do the right thing. There's, um, it's service recovery. Yeah. If you, for whatever reason, were unhappy with your hotel stay and, you know, uh, they were doing construction or a bunch of things that wouldn't, wouldn't normally happen mm -hmm. and you complain to the hotel and they refuse to do something about it and then you're like, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. And then later on you go to the Better Business Bureau. It's going to eventually get to yeah, someone that's going to do something to the very top. Of yeah, bureaucracy. to the very top. Yeah. And and you know what? Sometimes it escalates to somebody to an executive that didn't even know that that policy. Yeah, and it's their job existed. to like, it's like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. Why don't? Why aren't we doing something for this customer? And then that sparks up a conversation within the organization, and that's um, that's well worth it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because it better's not only better's the the company. Ah, the hell with the company. It better is the customer service. You know what right, I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, the interaction that you have between two people. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's. I want to talk about 
what was the inspiration? I know that you work in, in like in customer service for a long time, but was that moment we said, I'm thinking about writing this book? Like how like what where were you at? Like were you sleeping or were you like eating like eating I, something during lunch? It's like, you know what, I feel like I'm gonna write a book and do this and because and, like when I started thinking about a project that I wanna write, mm -hmm. it I just don't write it right away. I, I you know, I sit on I sit on it. You know, like I think about it, I listen to music about, you know, I think I listen to music and think about it. And then a moment where it becomes too much, where I actually sit down and start, you know, putting words into paper. You know what I mean? What was right. that moment where you were, you're like, it was the inkling of that, of that first, like, I got to write this. You know what right. I mean? Do you remember that? I don't. You don't? I will be honest. I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember when I was working at the financial institution many, many, many moons ago and thinking, I, I have to do something about this. I have to do something because I, my life at the time, like I was telling you, I would go home, I was uh, brooding, I was mm. ruminating yeah. and it was affecting me and then it eventually led to stress, it eventually led to depression. Um, I had to go see my PCP about it. I was yeah. prescribed antidepressants. I mean. It was, it, it got real. Yeah. Things got real. And then I remember I started going, I'm like, you know what? I'm either have to, I have to change my perspective or I have to change my profession. And I started going to the Norwalk Library, the mm. Norwalk Public Library yeah. right there by City Hall. I, that was my second home. I would go there and I would read psychology books. At first, it wasn't psychology books. At, at first, it was customer service books. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm already... I would read them, I'd pick up some pointers, but I'm like, I'm already doing most of this. Yeah. But it was the psychology books that really helped me out. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, that's why they're mad. Oh, yeah. it's like, it goes to a deeper level. Once you have an understanding of why somebody gets upset in yeah. the first place, you have more compassion for them. You have more empathy for yeah. them. You can and wrangle them better, I guess. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, or hacks, if you yeah, want to call them. Yeah, life hacks. <laughs> life hacks. And so I remember thinking that, you know what? Someone out there is, is in my position where they're going to the library or they're going on Amazon and they're, and they're looking doing for this a research. book yeah. that's going to help them out. Not just for customer service and how to navigate through challenging phone calls, but how to safeguard your mental health because yeah. ultimately it's about your mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in this book going is crazy about mental health uh, for, for the customer, uh, for the, for the, for the guy who's dealing with the irate caller at it, yeah. at the core of the book, it's yeah. about mental health. Yeah. Absolutely. Go. And I'm like, I, you know what? I'm going to write the book for the 18 year old, the 17 year old yeah. that was looking for this book. And, I wanted to write it back in 2008, 2009, 2010, yeah, and I kind of... Years pissed by. Yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. about it. I'm like, I'm thinking about yeah. it. I'm thinking about it. But it life sounds like you're a way. real writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about writing such a book. Such a yeah, real yeah. writer. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? And then in 2019, mm. out of nowhere, I got this during like a meditation session. I was just... One of the things that I like to do is I like to sit in stillness. Yeah. And just clear my mind. Yeah, man. I've been and doing that lately came. too, man. Like That's good. I, yeah, like I go to work and then like my work is it's not hectic. There's no phones ringing like off the top and it's nothing. It's it's again, it's tolerable, but I come mm -hmm. home and I just sit down 
in my couch and just relax right. for at least like 30 minutes, right. maybe 40 minutes, just to just to be with myself. You know what I mean? Not to be obliged or like not obliged, but obligated to help my boss and do all these other things that I need to do because I'm right. getting paid. Is I'm just taking this time to reflect on myself, just to chill out for a little bit before I start making dinner. You right. know what I mean? And I think it's just that's something that is, is a as you get older, it's what you learn what to do mm-hmm. to uh, keep your sanity. Are you the one that makes dinner? Uh, yeah, most of the time. Really? Yeah, most of the time. Uh, John and John and Alex they make dinner from time to time, but okay. it's mostly me that uh, I, I look up at the recipes <laughs> online and stuff like that. And uh, we're, we're this is going to be our first time to make a Thanksgiving turkey. Okay. Uh, only because we were John and me and Alex were we were Seder brothers yesterday. And John and me were fucking stoned as hell. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we should make a turkey, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And we got the turkey. And Did you like, buy a turkey? We, we bought a turkey. We oh bought the whole God. thing. It's like, we don't have a turkey baster, man. So we got that. And uh, yeah, so I watched this video. I watched this video from uh, Chef Ramsey, how he's uh-huh. uh, seasoning the turkey and all that. It's like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to season it the way he did it. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm 90% of the time, 80% of the time, I'm the guy who's making dinner. Okay. Yeah. And, um, we, do you enjoy doing that? Uh, it de- it depends. If it's like fucking in the middle of the summer, uh-huh. I don't I don't fucking enjoy it. I rather get just like some cold cuts and make sandwiches. Right. But around this type of weather, um, I do. You know what I mean? Because it's not too warm. It makes the house warm. You right. know what I mean? It makes it smell yummy if you're doing if you're doing it right. Exactly. You know? uh, I enjoy it, and especially if they like it, it's another. Another satisfaction today. Yeah, it oh, feels good. good. It does feel good. Yeah, it feels, it feels yummy. Yeah, it feels yummy. Yeah. Are you the guy who cooks at home mostly most no. of the time? No. Absolutely not. Oh no, Robert are you the guy? Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. he's the culinary master. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. He's um, and I try to empower him to go and do something food related because he's extremely he he knows about seasonings and he knows about tastes yeah. and spices and. He can he can make something very basic like lentils, uh-huh. right, or enchiladas or tacos. You make it taste bomb, right? And he elevates the flavor. Yeah, like he takes it to a whole other level. Where I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. Even my mom, who's like in her seventies, yeah, who yeah. has had just... Mexican food her whole yeah. life, she's like, who made this? I'm like Robert. Oh yeah, that was good. it's so good. Yeah, yeah. like cool. he like um, he made fideo soup. He's yeah. I mean he makes everything. He makes he makes a really good pozole. Oh, really? He makes really good pozole, and um, I, I normally have it with just the hominy. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna say meat. that because pozole is not vegan. No, <laughs> like no, no, there no. is vegan pozole, but yeah. that's not. I don't think it's yeah. pozole. <laughs> I'm I'm mostly vegan, I guess, but I do have my moments where I have cheese, yeah. and I do allow myself to. I consume. think that's fine, you know, like. But when he makes the pozole, is it like does he make it with pork, chicken, chicken, or chicken, oh, okay. chicken? He used to make it with pork, and then now he makes it with chicken. Okay, it's just cleaner. Yeah, and it's it's different. Like I had it, I had the first time I had a chicken pozole was a very long time ago with my ex. His mom made it all the time. He made she made um, a green pozole, chicken mm-hmm. pozole, and it was oh, different. Oh, I love green yeah. pozole. And that was the first time I had it. I'm like, they make green pozole with chicken? Mm-hmm. Oh my, because my mom. She makes it with pork, and she it's red and it's spicy, and all so it was it was a uh, it was a trip. That was the last time I had chicken pozole was eleven years ago, twelve years ago. Oh my like god, that, that was yeah. a long time ago. A long, long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been with? Oh, with Jonathan? Yeah, Jonathan. Uh, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, in January, <laughs> January it's gonna be twelve years. Oh wow. Yeah, 
and you, I think we, you and you and Robert, you and Robert and me, we've been kind of like, kind of dating at the same time, don't you think? Because you started dating so. him like around two thousand and eight or two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah, and I that's the same time I met. That's the same time I met Jonathan. Okay. Yeah, two thousand and nine. Yeah. Uh, we but we were friends. Yeah. For a year, mm-hmm. and then we made it official, and then so from our official date, yeah. we've been together now for ten years. That's cool. And um, you know, it's a milestone. Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially in our community, exactly. it's a milestone. Cause like it's what's that saying like if you're gay and you've been together for three months that's a year in gay time <laughs> yeah something like that yeah and for us it's like ten twelve years is like six years yeah yeah it's true yeah it's true yeah in gay time it's like a hundred <laughs> years yeah I know like, just shut up <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I know there's some that you wanted me to ask this is has nothing to do with his book but I know he wanted to ask me questions about my relationship because I'm in. Uh, polyamorous relationship with uh, yes. two other guys yes and i know you asked me before the show that he wanted to, josh wanted to ask me about my relationship with uh john and alex i was just i was just really intrigued and really curious about the dynamics and the c- number one communication yeah. how how does that work as like what do you like what do you mean like like who does the laundry <laughs> no 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 just like <laughs> just communication uh-huh. so you know, I've been in a relationship with in ten, for 10 years now, and we have to our communicate. We have to up our communication, right? Just yeah. me and like another how do you person. Feel or like, what's no, going like, on? how do you communicate? Like, how do you communicate issues? And whenever some something's bothering somebody or yeah. let's say there's somebody has like a sense of, you know, jealousy, jealousy yeah. or how do you deal with that? Some are you really good at communicating is. I, I'm pretty good. I mean, personally, I'm pretty good with communicating. Um, but there, to say that there's no jealousy is like that's me being being a fucking liar. Because like in the beginning, there was jealousy. You know what I mean? Because either one's giving more affection to the other one, right? Or one's cuddling the other person more than the other one, right? Uh, but we we talk about it. You know, it's it's turbulent like in the beginning, but now we're kind of like we find a good, um, I guess, rhythm mm-hmm. to it. You know. Um, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me that if John and Alex are being affectionate with each other and I'm writing and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that, Yeah. you know, um, it's, it, it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, if you're not communicating, then it's gonna, it's gonna derail, you know? Yeah. And there's moments where like, it's very, it was very hard, you know? Uh, but in the end, uh, we just... We just we start talking to each other and it's it's we're all we're all on the same boat like in the same like I guess mindset that right. we, we all wanted to be together right you know because um there's a before I had this before I started working this company that we're working on right now I was working for this other company where they sent me to Bakersfield for like a training mm-hmm. you know and they missed me when I was gone like they you miss that personality mm-hmm. and then this year john had to go to uh san francisco mm-hmm. unfortunately like she lo- he lost his uh, grandma this year oh yeah it was a uh, it was terrible um she died in like she got it was a hit and run accident and mm-hmm. um they had to go he had to go over there in uh, san francisco to go to the funeral and it's because of covid it was a very small uh, affair right going over there but when john went over there to be with his family it was just John and Alex for like two or three days, and it was very. His we missed his personality. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like he, it was there was a press. It was like, you and Alex at 
home? Yeah, or? Just, yeah, it was just me and Alex at home, and John was, you know. John went by himself. Yeah, by okay. himself. And we missed this personality. It was like, I was telling Alex, like, wow, we really need John because he's missing, we're missing his commentary, his, his, like, his, his just personality, the yeah. way he does things, the way he talks to us. It was like a vacant chair, like the, that seat. You know what I mean? It was just, yeah. he missed him. I missed him. Right. And when he came back, we were all, we were, we were all connected back together, yeah. you know? And it's, um, yeah, so uh, it's very, it's different. I never thought in my life that I'll be in a relationship with two, with two guys. Right. And it's very, um, you know, when we first came out with our parents again, you know, like you, know, you come out with, because you're gay <laughs> and then you come out again because you have another boyfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. Uh, you know, I brought, we brought Alex to our separate families. Like, oh, this is our boyfriend. They were like, what? What's going on? What? You know? And, you know, it was, it was a bit of adjustment with each of our family right uh but they're all they're all cool it's like we alex comes with us everywhere we go you know and um um but with alex's family like he's still coming out of the closet mm-hmm. as in like um his dad doesn't know completely that he's gay oh. or like at least that he's dating two other guys he but, wa- i yeah. hope he doesn't watch casually oh Christian. he doesn't i don't know okay. he doesn't no <laughs> But maybe his, his like, sister. Like, uh, you're in trouble. His, his sisters, <laughs> they do watch the show. Okay. Watch the show. And the same, the mom. The mom uh, his mom knows that we're in the thruple. Okay. All yeah. right. So uh, it's just like, it is a, it's a very different dynamic. It's a very modern family type yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know I'd what I mean? say. And now, did it happen organically, would you say? Well, uh, I guess I could, I'm going to be real. Uh, you know, we, John and me, like, we, you know, we, I guess we mess around with, the, you know, we, like threesomes you know i'm talking yeah. about threesomes yeah. and stuff like yeah. that and uh he just came along and we just hung around with each other more and more yeah and then it wasn't something that i planned or like where john and me planned uh actually it's alex who said that he after we went out with him you know went to the movies or whatever uh he said i want to tell you guys something like i want to be with both of you guys i know what you guys mm. think uh that i'm too young and you know we shouldn't be with each other but I know what I want, and I want both of you guys. And yeah. then, you know, he he left. You know, and then John and me started talking about it. And then it's like, well, I mean, what do you think? And we started talking to you know talking about it. And he's and then we just came to the conclusion of well, like, well, let's just try it out because it's not really, it's not hurting anybody. Right. You know what right. I mean? I mean, we're all consenting. So right. So we just tried it out, and it's it, we've been together for four years now. So, so there well, we go. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, thanks. It's it's very odd. Honestly, I mean, you guys, when you guys came over to my house yeah. uh, the other day, you guys all look happy. And Thanks. that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have a friend um, who I went to high school with. His name is Nando. I hope he's watching. But this is way before that I met Alex. He he was working for this. Do uh, I know him? I don't. Nando, he's like Asian. He, you know. Uh, no, I don't think he, I don't no no because he, okay. he he's a he's a skater like he he's all into like uh, the Dodgers and I don't think you know him because he's a he's in my class okay I know him very well I, I grew up with him since uh, elementary school yeah but anyways he was telling me that uh, he was working with this uh, professor and he had two boyfriends and he would always come to work complaining about his two boyfriends <laughs> and he was French <laughs> and he said like you Americans so uh, so uptight with your relationships you know. And, you know, and that was the first time I ever heard somebody be with two other guys. Yeah. And then here I am, like, I think maybe six, seven years later from 
the time I heard that story, yeah, thinking about Nando's story. So yeah, yeah. it's very it's unconventional, but you know the thing is that um, I I'm very happy for you, and I Thanks. and I and I'm glad that you are open about it because, yeah. I mean, I didn't. At first, I didn't know. And I then, didn't. I didn't know that existed. And like, it's not yeah. that it's not none of my business. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I have to know. Yeah. But people are interested. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's very. It's it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And then that that's become like I think, I'm not gonna say common, but more, I guess, normalized in the gay community. Yeah. That they, you know, there's more throuples, and yeah. um, I, that's great. You know, you know if you can, I, if you can, if you can get away with. Having two, yeah, personalities. <laughs> yeah, I know. One, one's enough, but having another one. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. But because uh, when I got into this relationship, I was doing research, and um, it turns out like around the world, it's not that much, but mm -hmm. around the world, it's like 1.2 million people are in a throuple. Oh wow. Yeah, but you know, around the world, it's like what three billion people. So it's like less than a percent. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think well, it's like seven billion now. It, but still, like, I mean, you have to think, like, a million people is still a lot of fucking people. Oh, it's, a, it's I mean? a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. You know, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just very interesting yeah. to uh, read these stories that, yeah. But anyway. It's interesting. It's yeah. just really interesting. And I just wanted to know the dynamics. It. Not, yeah, and you could tell me it's none of your business. No, nah, man. You know? Like, I know people are, are interested about it mm -hmm. and because um, it's not. It's not common. I mean, the only thing people know about is the Tiger King. You ever watch the Tiger King with his two, oh two my boyfriends and God. shit? Oh, my God. I yeah. started, okay, I started watching the Tiger King, and I'm like, I was probably four episodes in or five episodes in, and I'm like, what's the premise of this show? It's trash TV. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what it was. Yeah. Like, for Halloween, I was pitching, I was pitching, like, let's go as a Tiger King. Yeah. Let's go, like, yeah, I'll, like, John could be the Tiger King. We would be, like, to do boyfriends and shit. <laughs> But uh, Alex, he doesn't like dressing up for Halloween. No. So. no. Do you remember when he came to your party? He wasn't dressed up. He was dressed up. Oh, he was. Yeah, okay. he was an FBI agent. That's right. That's However, right. However, that was like, we had to like, tell him like, you got to pick, because he doesn't like to dress up. Oh. And that was like the most he would dress up. Like, that's it. Just putting on the vest that says FBI. FBI. That's his costume. But, uh. What was Jonathan? He was like a, he was like a shadow person like he was wearing like the oh shadow that's thing. right he was yeah. a shadow and who was and, that? oh it was jesus was and you jesus were jesus Christ. you were jesus i was jesus with a haircut right yeah <laughs> with the haircut yeah, I, was, I was drinking wine and turning it into water so yeah, there you go there you go <laughs> could you do that with my pool uh yeah you need a lot of bleach i think oh okay <laughs> i was uh, telling um i was talking to my mom uh i i went to have breakfast with her recently and I picked her up and we went to Norm's and we were just like talking about, you know, everything. And she's and I told her I was going to be on your podcast. She's like, oh, who's Christian? Um, I'm like, oh, he was there at the at the yeah. Halloween party. She's yeah, like, she remembered me. Not Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, yep. It's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, she saw me. She saw me like go into the living room and she like gave me like I wouldn't see a dirty look. But she she regarded me for sure. You know what I mean? It's like this guy, fucking sacrilegious motherfucker. No, you know? you know what? No, she's not like that at all. My dad, I don't know if you read this Facebook that I posted where like my dad asked me what I was gonna dress for Halloween. No, and I told him I was gonna be Jesus Christ, and he got all quiet. What? Yeah, he's all like, you you shouldn't mess around like that, Christian. Like you know, in Spanish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but because our parents are they're Latin, they're Mexican. Yeah. Like, well, I guess it doesn't matter if if you grow up in like in a 
guess in a conservative, conservative Christian yeah. household, they're not going to take that lightly. Te vas but, a ir uh, al demonio. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ¿Ya ves? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Ya ves? ¿Ya ves? ¿Ya ves? ¿Te castigo? Yeah. yeah so, but my, mo- my dad was very, like, uh, serious about it. It's like, you shouldn't mess around like that question. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I saw your mother give me, like, these eyes, like, what is this guy <laughs> doing? But I wasn't, like... Like yeah. smashed or anything. I came in decent. No, you you know what I mean? No, you were I all was decent. Good. Yeah. And yeah. You were I was all fine good. compared to the other nights that I've been howling at the moon. <laughs> Shoot. No, the only time my mom ever made a comment about something religious was when we were watching I was still living in Norwalk at the time and we were watching a music video from Gwen called mm-hmm. Luxurious. Yeah. And she's wearing a a, a shirt of the Virgin Mary uh, and it's cut and it's like kind of cut like in half. Yeah. And she's like, and she was like, what? She like was she was just like it. surprised. Yeah. She was so taken aback. And I'm like, mm. I was like, yeah, yeah, she looks good. Yeah. There's, and she was, she the was not having it, right? Yeah. She yeah. wasn't having it. Uh, yeah. She wasn't having it. But I just remember that's the only time she ever mentioned or cr- criticized anything like religious yeah. related. My mom, like back in the nineties, my my family was more conservative, like back in the day. And remember Matt TV? Matt oh TV? yes. So there was this old school episode of Matt TV where it was like a claymation uh, skit, where it was uh, remember Alien like Ridley like that uh, Sigourney Weaver fighting the queen. Yes. Yes. Well, it was. The skit was her being Jesus Christ, and she was blowing away all these fucking people. Like, you know, she she was, it was sacrilegious, and my mom got so <laughs> fucking offended. She's like, "I'm gonna write a letter to Fox." Oh my god! I want to write those letters. And then, like, she was so pissed off about the episode. Like, when my aunt visited, I would say not even in that week, like maybe three weeks later, it's like you wouldn't believe I saw this episode. And that TV, they predicted, they depicted Jesus Christ as blasting all these people. And oh my god! Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was funny. You know, I miss Matt TV. Yeah, it was too, funny. Man. Yeah, man, it was, it was really, really funny. good. Like that's, uh, even I, I love Nicole Sullivan. Oh and yeah, Aerie Spears yeah. and Michael McDonald. I like, I loved all of them. Yeah. and I remember I went to a taping. Oh, god, another, <laughs> I, I. I was a, as you can imagine, huge yeah. no doubt fanatic, and oh. so I went, and they were. It was on my birthday, and oh. I went, and I was thinking that I was going to go for a taping, but it wasn't. It was like during the week. I ended up just seeing the performance, but oh. they didn't actually have any oh, the of the skits, oh, right? Okay. So I was like, oh, I, you know, that what a bummer. I was like looking forward to it, and I remember all the the entire cast, everybody was coming in and they were like I was standing in line I was there like from like so 5 it was like in the a morning. dress rehearsal or stuff of thing um it was like a dress rehearsal but with no doubt actually doing their like filming oh, their performance I see. okay and I remember all the the, the you know Nicole Sullivan and Eric yeah. Spears and all of them and um what an age they man. were all driving in yeah. and and I'm like, and everybody was like super nice yeah. like stopping and everybody was like you know oh can I have this was pre-social media and yeah, pre-smartphone yeah. so everybody was like with their kodak cameras yeah, can i take a picture yeah shit. the disposable yeah. ones that yeah. you didn't even know what it what the picture looked yeah. like until two weeks later yeah. so it was it was just it was fun times here's a cute story with my niece um she was going to remember science camp like yeah. did you ever go to science camp no well 
in science camp, they ask you to bring a disposable camera to take mm-hmm. photos. And my niece, she's 18 now, but like at the time she was young. And so she bought a disposable camera, which was showing her how to use it. And she's all like, where can I look at the pictures? <laughs> she was talking about the, all, all, the LCD screen. And then at that moment, I felt my hair grow gray. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. No. Oh, shit. Like, and they were like, no, you have to send it somewhere to get developed. And she couldn't like, what? I can't see it right away. You know what I mean? Because she grew up with the iPhones, with the, the iPads iPhone. and all that stuff. You can see it right away. You're like, you have to go to save on. Yeah. And yeah. Drop it like, off. Yeah. It's like, huh? Yeah. Uh, long story short, she never sent the thing developed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know where it is now. But uh, yeah, there's man. been such a shift with pictures because I even when we had smartphones, when I first got my smartphone, I started taking pictures. I'm like, oh, I'm going to develop them mm-hmm. one day. I'm going to develop them. And then after a while, I'm just like, I'm just going to put them in virtual albums. And yeah. And look then, at like, them. you log you you log into it and then it's there. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. It works out. Exactly. Um, so what is your what do you hope people could take from this book mastering the irate caller um i really Besi- hope that besides you know mastering the irate caller right yeah i think people I, what i hope is that people walk away with the idea that your your mental health is just as important as your physical health yeah and you have to take care of it. You have to do everything that you can to uh, safeguard your mental health and meditate and do everything that you need to do to make sure that you are circumventing any, you know, emotional landmines. And I think one of the one of the biggest one of the biggest things is, like I said, not taking anything personally. Yeah. Um, and that's really it's, it says easy does hard, but. Yeah it's doable and over time if you one of the things is i i i laughed the first time i got the book Mm -hmm. because i didn't realize it was this short Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god this is how long did it take you to write it write write it six months six months six months yeah that's that's good it doesn't don't worry about it man yeah you as long as it 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 delivers what you wanted it then you're fucking golden dude yeah i said i said everything that i needed to say And when I got the book, I'm like, oh, wow, like this is yeah, super small and short. And but that was the intention of the book. I wanted to you know get why? my point across because a thick book, it it um, I wouldn't say discourages people, but it, it turns people off. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, yeah. it's going to take me a long time to finish. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Exactly. And if yeah. something like this short and it's like, oh, OK, they'll pick it up and they'll yeah. buy it and they'll, right. and they'll they'll read it. You know what I mean? Right. And it's meant for you to read it over and over and over again yeah. because it's, it's a playbook. It's yes. Yeah. And it's mainly meat. Yeah. I don't I didn't want to put a lot of filler. I had to put obviously build up so that you know yeah. you understand like, the context. He's talking about Norwalk and no yeah. doubt and like things about your personality. And right. Stuff, you know what I mean? And you add like of course the, the subject at hand exactly oh, yeah. but I, I i didn't want it to be like an infomercial where it goes it yeah. goes in circles talking about the same thing over and over and over i'm like yeah. no i'm gonna give you all meat so when you read the book there's a lot that you're going to retain a lot that you're not going to retain yeah so the idea is for you it's intentionally short so that you can go back to it you can revisit it smart man. once a month yeah. twice you know however however much you need to and you can revisit it and highlight 
whatever tips yeah. are going to work for you because everybody at the end of the day everybody has a trigger like if you're in the customer service field everybody has a trigger and let's say your trigger is when some a customer says let me speak to your manager yeah or a trigger is when somebody um insults you personally yeah uh everybody has a trigger and i think if you can identify what your trigger is uh you can work towards uh eliminating it yeah yeah it's mastering yourself right yeah 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 you have to master your emotions before you can master the iray collar one with the the force dude being a jedi right yeah Yeah. that's right do you like star wars um you (laughs) know he moved the glasses like oh no (laughs) I'm like, <laughs> um, subject. I am a Star Wars fan. I am very late though. Oh. I watched, I watched Star Wars for the first time in about 2010, uh-huh. and I watched them in order. That's cool, man. So I saw, I saw the new, the three movies, yeah, the new ones, and then the ones that came from the 70s, right? right. And then the exactly. recent ones, yeah. And that kind of messed me up because. I was so used to the technology, the modern technology yeah. and the visuals of the new ones. And mm. then to go back to the ones from the 70s, mm. I'm like, oh, it was oh, like an yeah. adjustment, right? Yeah. But nonetheless, amazing. I, I, I love the series, yeah. um, but I'm not, I can't say that I'm like a diehard fanatic. I mean, I love watch, watching. I mean, personally, I like Star Wars better than Harry Potter. I don't mm. know if you're like Harry Potter. More I love Star Harry Wars. Potter. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I'm more, I'm more into a uh, Star Wars than Harry Potter personally. Okay, so, all I'm right. That personality, uh, but um, what about Star Trek? I like Star Trek. Uh, see, like the first, re- the reboot of Star Trek was really good. I didn't like the second one, but the third one, that the recent one, that was really good. Like I don't know what it's called, but. Uh, I didn't like the the new generation. The, no, no, I'm talking about the movies. Oh, the movies uh, d- directed by D.J. Abrams, one with uh, oh yes, with the uh, Zachary Quinto. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. That the first one, it it was great, man. It was like it was fantastic. I didn't like the second one, but the third one was great. Mm-hmm. And the series, I I love the series. Like the only reason I got into it is because my friend Thomas, uh, uh-huh. Tommy. Uh, oh he yeah, got, Tommy. He, yeah, he got me into it when he lived with me uh, back in the Norwalk house. Uh, we started watching Star Trek together because he was my roommate. Yeah. So we started with um, <clears throat> Next Generation, and we started. And then we started going to Voyager, and then uh, what else? Uh, Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm very well versed in their, you know, you know, those characters. Right. And they're and they're fun. I love it. Um, How is shit. Tommy doing? Oh, he's doing pretty good, man. Like he's just chilling at home. He got uh, married, didn't he? He did get married. He's okay. been married for five years, I think. Okay. Uh, I think the last time I saw him was for Halloween came down just to chill for a this little year? bit yeah this this past halloween okay and um i haven't seen him since okay but um he's doing good yeah not too bad i think actually he's gonna be in our halloween special we're gonna have a halloween special we're just gonna wrap up the year talk about positive things uh of 2020 if there are any <laughs> halloween, another halloween special? no i'm sorry i said halloween huh i said i meant christmas special. oh christmas christmas yeah i fucked up i'm a little tipsy it's cool or like uh, a hybrid, kind of like um, that Tim Burton movie. Yeah, A Nightmare Before Night- Christmas. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. there you go, man. Yeah, yeah. But, I like um, that. Well, um, last time I saw Tommy was in, I think, was in 2012. 
It was at your. Yeah. It was in Norwalk. It was at your place. Yeah. At your old place, and we were having like a goodbye, farewell for Eric. And yeah, man, that was a long time ago, dude. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. I'm just like when he moved to Texas. When he moved to Texas, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, and then I got to see a bunch of people from Norwalk High School, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's so cool. That was like the last party we all got together. Yeah. 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 That's sad. I think we should have more parties like that. Yeah. Well, you know because what? of the climate right now, because of COVID. Well, because, yeah, once, once it's well, over. Once it's over. Yeah. We'll and have some big party. When, well, I don't know if you're on Facebook. Um, um, I'm on, on Facebook all the time. Okay. <laughs> are you on the Norwalk? Oh, yeah. The homepage and stuff like that? Yeah. It, oh, like the, the, reunion, like the page. reunion thing. Yeah. Are you on that? I believe so. Okay, because I get tagged. I get notifications anytime anybody posts anything. Yeah. Like, oh, the reunion. The um, it's gonna be twenty year reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I just wanna, I I wanna go just to say I invented post its. What What do you mean? Like post its? Like the the I'm app? Just kidding. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, just it's a Romeo and oh, Michelle oh. reference. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, damn it! I yeah. like that movie too, man. It's so good. That's like a classic. It is a classic. You know, it. my mom was like so baffled when I told her that I was gay. It's like, Mom, I, we went to see The Birdcage together. We saw <laughs> Romeo and Michelle. We saw in and out And like, you're, you're surprised like, that I'm gay. I oh, like Walter yeah. Mercado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, Mom. We're missing Birdcage. Come on, let's go. Uh, but yeah, um, that's my mom. Um, that's, okay, so... Uh, are you working on volume two right now on uh, mastering the irate caller i'm not no? i'm purposely not because what i wanted to do was my intention was to write a series mm -hmm. and this is volume one yes and i didn't realize the amount of time and effort that it takes to write a book yeah and if i do write a second volume it's because somebody's paying me to write it i think you should still write it man you think, think so? Yeah, I think you should still do it, dude. Because, uh, okay, this, this is something I wanted to tell you about. And I just remembered, um, <clears throat> before COVID, there was this uh, convention in uh, Los Angeles mm -hmm. where it's like independent writers. You get to talk to different uh, publishers and you get to pitch your project and all that stuff. And I think your book has a very good, um, uh, like you could pitch it well. You know what I mean? Because it's something that everybody does, like as in like working with customers. Especially now. Yeah, especially COVID. now. And you want to do like a series. I mm -hmm. think you'll be picked up right away. You just need to go to that to that seminar. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Like I'll, if I see that post again, because because the whole situation with COVID, it stopped. It was supposed right. to, it's supposed to happen every April of every, you know, every April. Um, let's see what happens next year. If they have like a Zoom or something, I'll send you the link. But okay. when that when you were doing your when i found out you were doing your book and i was going to talk to you i wanted to talk to you about this uh, opportunity i think if you pitch them this book and you show them your statistics of like how many books you sell and blah 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 because it's you're not only pitching your yourself it's a business you know what i mean right you right, know think of right. it as a, as, a, as a restaurant or something like how much sales are you making what what is the cost of making this book and blah 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 and it's right. really cool that it's it's short because the more the more you, pages you have the more it costs to print. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think this is That's a true. very lean and healthy product to uh, pitch. Mm -hmm. So the next time I see that post, I'll, I'll forward you the link. Okay. I, I, I yeah, wish you that the best, would be man. great. But regardless, I think you should still write. Okay. Write for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then if you get the opportunity to 
get uh, to write to get paid to do it. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Yeah, you know what? That was my plan to write because you know you have to have some you have to have some leverage. Yeah. You can't just come out of the woodworks of and be a nobody. I want to write this book, and I'm, I'm going like, to write a, a book, yeah. and I want a publishing house to yeah. you know publish my book. You have to have leverage, and that's what I wanted to do with this book. I wanted to write it. I wanted. I wanted it to ha to stand up on its own two feet yeah. and be good in sales yeah. and f have a f for me to have a following on a presence in social media because I mm. I did it before I had like less than a hundred followers yeah. and because I didn't care about followers I'm like yeah. I don't well now you do yes. yeah well now now yeah. I ha now yeah. I have to yeah. care about that and now I treat it as a business mm. and now I you know I I I look at all the hacks to how to get more followers yeah. and how to you know reach more people with my book and I started doing a lot of promo in uh, the Philippines because the Philippines is has become like the yes. epicenter of call centers like India and yeah, India yeah. India used to be number one now it's the Philippines and um, and it's not just like they're not just speaking Filipino I mean they're speaking well, yeah. English yeah. like a lot of American companies are outsourcing yes. to the Philippines yeah. Um, including my old company yeah. and so I mean th this will greatly benefit them and every time I call an 800 number uh -huh. and I call like let's say B of A or I call like one of you know yeah. a company yeah. whatever that I have to pay a bill um, you know they they do small talk with you they try to make a personal connection and they oh how's your day going I'm like good good yeah. you know and then they say you know it's just been a rough day for me I've had you know a lot of angry a lot of angry yes. customers yell at me. I'm like, oh, really? I just wrote a book about <laughs> just so mastering the yeah. IRA caller. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, I promote it that way. They're like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I need. But, you know, that's the world we live in now. Yeah. It's everybody's working from home. Mm -hmm. And most people are working from home. And it's just going to shift the whole business world yeah. altogether. And then things will never be the same after this. It's not going to be the same. <clears throat> and not only the business world, man, like uh, entertainment, like motion entertainment, pictures. Entertainment, yeah. Like the movie theaters, they're like at the cusp of not existing anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, it's tragic because um, that's where everybody watched, uh, that's where pop culture began in the movie theater, you know what right. I mean? Like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Back to the Future, and stuff right. like that, you know what I mean? But the technology to watch a movie at home it's just, it, it's fucked up for me to say, for so, like a filmmaker, but I, I would, I like watching movies at home now with a flat screen TV. I got my sound system. I could pause a movie whenever I want. Right. You know what I mean? All my, I need to get my popcorn. It's, 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 it's just good. It's great. And the quality of the picture is phenomenal. Uh, right. Today I was watching um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey and it was in 4K and I was watching it. Uh, it was just marvelous. Yeah. Because I watched... Uh, one of the dates I had with John, uh, we watched that movie at the Egyptian theater on the 70 millimeter uh, cut, and you can see the grain, like the screen, like the wiggly wiggly marks on the, right. on the film and all right. that stuff. And uh, it was great watching it in similar is, is fantastic. But like I was watching it again today, and it was just like flawless. It was it was beautiful. High def. And it's very like yeah, high def. And the movies, I don't know. They just need a. I I don't know. I think they need to step up their. HD game, game yeah. is what they need to do and um, I mean a, a lot of them did that yeah like when I went last time I went to the Norwalk 
AMC 20. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, it's yeah. like high definition. Yeah, and they have their recliner seats now, so you could be more like at home and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and then yeah. you can order food from yeah. your seat, yeah. which is amazing. Then, I don't know, man. I think maybe it's going to, it's going to, I think theater is going to die. I think so. You yeah, think yeah, so? I think so, because people, people are just getting the same experience watching it at home. And people I are don't, like, it's really messed up for me to say coming from a background. Right. You know, but just watching everybody else the way they watch entertainment it's not it's not art anymore it's just entertainment you just right. watch a movie and then you're done with it and you don't watch it ever again right you know what i mean you just move on to the next it's, you're consuming entertainment instead of appreciating the artwork right you know but you know but i mean nowadays everything is sort of disposable even music yeah. it's like you listen to it you can listen to it you a couple times it, and, and you're just like it's done it's, it's done you can move okay what's yeah. next and back in the day like in the 90s early 2000s you had music entertainment that that stays with you yeah. that you can revisit over and over and over again i mean there's movies that i watch every single year multiple times yeah i think that's year. something that's different with like the generation that's that's prior to what the generation that's going on right now with the yeah. tablets and social media. Cause yeah. like back in the day, you just had these VHS tapes. Right. So you just watched the same tape over and over and over again. Cause there's, there was no internet. There was no nothing. There was like, there was nothing going on. You just yep. watch the Ninja Turtles for like the billionth time. Yeah. Back to the future, like again and again, <laughs> you know, yep. and you know, those fucking, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. I hope, I hope they pull out. Cause I, I, like I, what I said before is, the first thing I'm going to do when COVID is over is watch, you know, go to the movie theater. Go to the movies, yeah. And then to the bar. <laughs> and to the bar. Yeah, and to now the bar. every yeah. single AMC or oh, it has a bar. United, yeah, they, all have they, a, yeah. they all have a bar. And it's crazy because, like, uh, the UK, for a long time, they had, like, a bar in their theaters. And they didn't have a bar in theaters in the United States because they felt like the Americans would get too belligerent. Oh. But now they added the bars to the theaters because they had to compete with the competitors, oh, yeah. which is staying at home and watching TV exactly. and drinking your beer. You know yeah. what I mean? So that it, you yeah. know, I'll be honest. I go to the movie theater because of the experience. Yeah. I love smelling the popcorn. Me too, man. Everything. Yeah. Like, seeing like the, the lights, like going through the hallway and smelling that popcorn in the yeah. hallway and sitting down and yeah. picking out your seat. But like, even now, like you don't even pick out your seat anymore. You, well, you do. But you pick it out online, and this is where you're going to sit. Mm -hmm. Where before it's reserved now. Yeah, it's reserved now. But before it was like, it was like all oh, like no holds bars. Like you had to be there like three hours ahead. Right. You had you know you had to like fight through the crowds. Yep. and You know sit where you needed to sit, and that was it. Yep. And I don't know. I I miss that feeling where like you had to get there before everybody else, and took pride that you were like the third person in line you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. instead of like you're fucking yeah. you're all the way around the corner yeah and you know true. you're gonna get shit like shit seats man yeah but those those people should they should feel bad <laughs> Shoot. They, yeah because they, they procrastinate i i miss going to the movie theaters yeah. i i love popcorn yeah. like and you cannot beat movie theater popcorn you yeah. just can't yeah and even at home like I, have, I, I always have popcorn at yeah. home and late at night when I'm watching, you know, when I'm trying to decompress before going to bed, I'll watch whatever the golden girls or I'll watch, yeah. you know, my, I have my go-to shows to, you know, kind of lull yeah, me to sleep. And then I always put on, you know, put a bag of popcorn in the microwave yeah. and it never tastes like movie theater popcorn. Oh, no. 
have you will never have you gone that. to the theater and just buy bought some popcorn and just left like not buying a ticket but you just went inside i just want to buy some popcorn okay so yes. i know i know a few people <laughs> who said the same thing as yes. you did where they uh-huh. like I, I went to the theater just to buy a bag bag of popcorn and I just left because yeah. I just wanted that popcorn. So I signed up before COVID. Uh, AMC was doing this thing where you ha- they they were offering subscriptions yeah. and you were you could pay twenty dollars a month or whatever it was, yeah. and you could watch up to three or four movies a week. And I thought I'm like, well, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to watch that, but I would go in there because I had the pass. Mm. I'd go in there sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm just going to get some popcorn and get the hell out of there and get yeah. out of there. So I would go, I would go after work. So I worked back in the day. I worked, I worked in Irvine and I would go to the AMC. That's like down the street. And I would go right after work. I would go, Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I'd go to the AMC. I'd get some popcorn. Wouldn't even watch a movie. Just get out of there. And because I had to be in traffic driving yeah. back to Riverside for hand. two hours, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, listening to podcasts or music or yeah. whatever on on the road. That's what got me through the traffic. Listening to podcasts and popcorn, and popcorn, and popcorn. And popcorn. Yeah, okay. isn't that horrible? I don't think so. Cause, okay. I mean, if that makes you happy, you know, my mom. She, I think this was like two years ago. It was very recent. My mom was like, "Hey, Christian," because she's always calling me to do stuff for her. Say, hey, Christian, can you go to AMC and buy me some nachos? <laughs> like, what? Their nachos are yeah, good. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what are you talking about, Mom? I was like, you know, the nachos and give me some jalapenos. I was like, no, Mom, I'm not going to go to AMC <laughs> and look weird and say, hey, can I, I, I want to buy some you know, nachos. <laughs> and walk out. Yeah, walk out. I could just get, get, I could do the same thing at the 7-Eleven. Yeah. Like, yep. the 7-Eleven nachos are not the same. I'm like, Mom, it's. They're not. It's, yeah, it's Tostitos. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the things that I would do. I was so honestly when during COVID, I saw a couple people on my Instagram uh, post stories of them at the AMC Twenty or um, the AMC, and I'm like, they they reopened, and I would yeah. mess. I'm like, hey, yeah. are they open? They're like, yeah, they're open, but you just have to, you know, they're limited seating and everything. And I'm like, I oh think my it's god, they I'm don't advertise go. it because they don't want. They don't want like a big crowd. Yeah, kind of like selective, I guess. But I, but I actually ended up going because I wanted, I wanted to go inside, yeah. and they were closed. Oh, so that it was short lived. Yeah, very short lived, man. Like the, like Planet Fitness was open for a little bit. Yeah, the theater was open for a little bit, yeah. and then they just closed like in two months later. Maybe not even, even less than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, like I passed by the AMC just maybe like the other day, and it's very sad to see all those. Uh, poster of frames just empty oh yeah it's very apocalyptic apocalyptic yeah you know, might as well have like discarded newspapers floating around right. you know what i mean it's like out of a scene of, yeah. a, of a movie right yeah. but you know what this is history that we're living in and uh, we're gonna live everybody's i want to say we're gonna live through it you know what i mean people yeah. are we're gonna tell these stories later on to right. like the youth and tell them what what went on and all this stuff yeah god willing um but you know what uh, that that is something that we have to see, you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess with that said, uh, I'm going to wrap up the show, and I do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Monique's going to ask a question. Oh, do we have any more people posting like nightmare stories uh, or anything like that? Else or is it... post the nightmare story? No, oh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> um. So my question is, what advice would you give a person like a 
a future irate caller. Like they're already thinking that they're going to go into this call or into the store already mad so they could get what they want. Oh, what advice you. would you give that person? Mm. I think it goes back to not taking anything personally. Uh, one of the things that I talk about in my book is that there's going to be two types of irate callers that you're going to encounter. Mm -hmm. One of them is uh, the person that um, engages in angry behavior because um, before, they their, feel, yeah. before their mental balance was restored. And then uh, the other one is the strategizer, the one that premeditated, the one that intentionally <laughs> was like, I am going to go in there guy, upset right? yeah. because – I, that's the only way I'm going to get my way is if I pretend to be super upset and I cause a scene and I, I get my way. Well, that happens. There's only two, two irate callers that you're going to encounter and you're not ever going to know. But the first thing you could do is to handle the person first, mm -hmm. then the issue. Okay. And so first you address the person, you try to calm them down yeah. and you follow every everything in my book to try to calm somebody down and then you focus on the issue. Uh, one of the things that I always taught my employees in the call center fields is you want to focus on the available options rather than what's not available. So if you can't, if you can't write off something for them, if you can't give them a discount, if you can't, you know, you can go on and on about that, and and that's happened where because I do quality assurance and I you yeah. know listen to the phone calls and I try to develop the employees. Yeah. Well, I I I hear that all the time. Like they're just focusing. They go on like a two minute rant about why they can't do what you're asking them to do. It's yeah. like no no no, focus on what you can do. There's a, even though it could be one or two things. Just focus on those two things. And then another thing is there's a there's a really interesting book called um, Nudge mm -hmm. or The Nudge. Is that Nudge is like another self-help book or is that like a – It's a self – yeah, it's like a psychology book. Okay. And um, you're sort of nudging somebody like – To go your way? It Like you're sort of influencing them to go into a certain direction. Okay. And uh, one of the things you can say is you're nudging somebody by – telling them you know um most most of the people in in your position and you with your situation normally do this yeah and you're nudging them to do that yeah without being too in their face about it i see um and it's like a subtle movement it's like, like a like, subtle like you know i think you should do this them, yeah yeah i think you should do this and you know what i think um, trust goes a long way. Mm -hmm. If you're a customer service agent that is really taking what they have to say seriously, you're taking their issue seriously. They're gonna they're gonna see that and they're gonna feel that. Yeah. They're gonna hear that and they're gonna more than likely take whatever advice that you have to give them. If it's a gentle nudge or you're like blatantly, you know, flat out saying do this or yeah. do that, they're gonna trust you and they're gonna say, oh, you know. I'm going to take your word for it. I'll do that because it, there's like a sense of trust. Yeah. And it deals, it goes down to trust, right? Yeah. 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 It really does. But, um, is that, is that it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. All, right. All right. Cool. All right. Awesome. I think you did that great. Awesome. Yeah. I hope that answered somebody's oh, question. Um, before I move on, um, 
Where can people buy your book? Is there like a web? I know there's Amazon, but is there like an other, like another a website or anywhere else they could uh, purchase your book or anything like that? So the paperback version mm-hmm. is available on Amazon. It's available on and worldwide too. Uh-huh. I'm just like, whoa, that yeah. was so cool looking at the analytics of people around the world buying yeah. the book. Um, BarnesandNoble.com. Oh, really, man? That's so fucking yeah. cool, man. Oh, that's no, no. I. You know what? Yeah. Can I tell you something yeah. about that really quick? They didn't tell me that my book was going to be on Barnes and Noble. Oh. I was on Barnes and Noble looking for something else. Oh, you and saw I, your book there? I saw my book. I'm That's like, so fucking cool, man. Um, I'm like, who's 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 going to get paid for this? Like, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I had to look Am into I getting, it. Like, the royalties? Getting, yeah, yeah, I'm like, who's yeah. getting paid for this? But I, did you? Are you getting paid for it? Yeah, I am. Yes, okay. oh, yes, okay, yes, yes. And um, it was just interesting. I'm like, do you what? think maybe like when I start self-publishing my book, you kind of like be my mentor? I'll walk you through the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool, there's man. a lot of steps, and yeah. I'll walk you through the whole Thanks, thing. Thanks, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and I've had other people like after I wrote the book, they came up to me and they're like, hey, you know. I wanted to write a book and I wanted to write about this or about like a children's book. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to volunteer my time really and cool, help you out and walk you through the whole steps. And yeah, of course. That's still like, that's still your personality, man. Like you're still, you're helping people with the customer service and you're helping people how to uh, self publish their work and all that stuff. You're, yeah. You're like a mentor. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, there's another thing, man. Oh, have you ever thought about, I, I was going to wrap this up. I'm still continuing questions, but, um, have you thought about like doing a, a book signing like at Barnes and Noble? Because <laughs> Barnes and Noble is still open. I mean, it's it, gonna be yeah. like a little. It's gonna be like a little restricted. But uh, oh, you already like? Did you deal with that? Or I what? thought about doing that. You should. But, you know, honestly, I'm like it deals with a lot of people promotion. are gonna show up. No, man, it's, it it one uh, a lot of promotion. You have to do it like at least maybe like start three or four months ahead. Yeah, doing like promoting the hell out of it. And if people don't show up and, you know, well, fuck it, man. But yeah, at least you're there and you still like engage with people. Like, right. Have, like, right. Have like a poster there, man. Right. Have, like something free for them to grab something to, to engage them. You know, you know what, what? I you're and, right. And, you know, I, I, like, ju- I think I just don't need act to do that. desperate at all. It's like, oh, blah, blah, you know, what I mean? yeah, act yeah. Like, you know, what I mean, just like like like. Just like a, I guess like a cool uncle, you know what I mean? Right, just, right. You know, you know like, hey, what's going on? I should, you know? you know what? I should do that. I should just do it. Yeah, and man. And if you don't get anybody, you don't get anybody, man. Who cares? It at, is, least, yeah, at least you it did is it. what it is. You're not doing anything right now. I mean, not saying that you're not doing anything because like, you know, <laughs> you're <laughs> not working you know right what? now. You know? it's, it's so funny to me when I was doing promo in India and the Philippines, I had, I had so much love from there, by the yeah. way, and so many private messages that i would receive that like very, like an outpouring of love and i'm like Amen. whoa yeah. that's that's it, amazing that's something you could think about maybe you could invest to like finding like a bookstore over there mm-hmm. and try to promote over there and you you'll be like a fucking movie star old you know like in india you know I mean? <laughs> right that i should go so, over there yeah yeah but in the united you know the crazy thing is i've sold more books in the united states but uh-huh. in the united states people just don't seem to be that engaged with yeah my social media content no it's uh it's everyone yeah <laughs> you have to be like somebody famous or something like cute. yeah like you like i don't know it's uh yeah. it's it's you have to find a niche yeah you, know? you have to have um muscles and yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have super to show cute. them off yeah yeah super cute, cute muscles you have to be young it's crazy yeah 
dripping with swagger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, don't. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you and me both. I, I don't have. Man, I don't I, have swag. I have. I can turn it on, yeah. but. I have some personality. I mean, yeah. I've got some two boyfriends. I mean, I Shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's something, right? Shoot. The Tiger King. The Tiger number King. Two over here. Yeah, that's right. I'm not going to go to jail, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, at least, I don't know. Okay. The <clears> only <throat> thing I got out of that freaking show, I didn't, I, till this day, yeah. I don't know the premise of the show. All I got out of the show was um, uh, Carol Baskin. Yeah, but Carol Baskins, man. She and I'm not good with names, but you remember that? Cause I remember they, that. I remember that name because of Baskin Robbins and Carol. Okay. And Carol's just easy to remember. Okay. For me. Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Because it's spelled the same way, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's a good way, way to associate it with food. And she also looks like Hillary Clinton. Does she really? A little bit. Really? Like her cousin. Like, okay. I can see her cousin. Like a cousin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do you think? Do you think she did it? I think she absolutely did it. She's acting all dumb about it, and she's got away with it. Okay, I think she did it. Yeah. I mean, she's Low like fucking OJ. She did it. She's fucking OJ. Yeah. Yeah. She did it. She got away with and it. She got acquitted. And she got acquitted. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um, so I'm gonna end the show now. Uh, and for those who you know been watching the show for a while, they know that I do a top seven. And for those who watched the last episode of my of uh, Casually Christian, I did a top seven for a Halloween special. It was uh, it was pretty tough. It was like uh, turning a punch pole pretty bad. You know what I mean? But uh, you know what? That's show business, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna try again doing a top seven with some jokes. And um, today's top seven: seven reasons why writers procrastinate because it's the subject matter, right? That's so, right. Uh, here we go. Here. Get ready for some dry laughs. In, uh, yeah. Wait, do I have to say anything or no, is this all it's you? it's just all me. Okay, good. It's all me, baby. All right. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> uh, number seven. Seven reasons why writers procrastinate. Uh, number seven. Going to work. Because going to work is the whole fucking thing. You just wake up at six in the morning and you do things for eight hours. That's just the fire you getting paid 15 hours an hour. <laughs> just tell me when it left. Yeah. I'm just oh, kidding. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Number, uh, number six, coming back from said work. That's, uh, you, you could chuckle. You could chuckle right there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number five. Oh, uh, the office is on. Do you, hey, do you watch The Office? Oh, no. No, I you don't. don't watch The Office? No, I don't. No? No. You're like one of the fucking few of people like who don't watch The Office. Like, I don't that's watch a really The Office. Good, that's a really good show. No. Why? Like, Wait, what? What was that? Oh, yes, yeah, like, because you're watching The Office. Yeah, because it's, it's so addictive. Well, that's why I wrote this book, because yeah. I wasn't watching The Office. Well, there you go. What's, <laughs> hey, what, what, what TV shows do you binge? Binge, yeah. Oh my God, the same ones. Yeah. Golden Girls, Buffy, Gold, yeah. Sex in the City, See, like, Married with Children. It's the same ones. It's all '90s stuff, huh? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. We're creatures of habit. Yeah, like The Office, man. Like John and me and Alex, we just watch that show. Like we're done with it, and then we just start all over again. Like, and it's we're trying to get the most out of it because it's gonna, it's gonna come out. It's December's the last month. Uh huh. And then it's gonna go directly to like the NBC app. And then that's it. Oh, so and then you have to pay like exactly. You have additional. To pay like, exactly. Oh. We're not going to do that. No. So, so yeah, but it's a good show. You should watch it. You should watch. You should watch it, dude. It's okay. a really good show. I'll give it a shot. Uh, okay. 
Uh, number four. When the writer says, I'll start it tomorrow, what they really mean is that they'll start it next year if they're lucky. <laughs> if they're lucky. If they're lucky. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> These jokes get better as they go along because number one is the, the top. Top notch. All right. Uh, number, <clears throat> number three. A power nap. You mean a long hibernation? Because uh, when you take a power nap, you just go to sleep. <laughs> yep. Because you don't do anything, right? You just brush your teeth and you fall asleep. <laughs> there you go. Need a rim shot. All right. Uh, number number one. One word. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> okay, that uh, was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, funny. That was yeah, funny. See, that's what I'm saying. They get better as they get to the yeah. other one. Okay? All right. Number two. Oh, I already said number two. Oh, this is number one. No, you... I you, said number two. You went number two. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> we're in number one now. We're in number one now. I think. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it later. Uh, okay, number one. I was going to start writing, but I ran out of liquor. <laughs> yeah. I so, love. Uh, that yeah, that yeah, that yeah. That resonates yeah, with that's me. Right. Yeah. Hey, did you write your book uh, on the influence of uh, you know drinking? Yes, I did. Yeah. But I didn't drive anywhere. No, well, of course not. I, I didn't drive anywhere. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, before we wrap up the show, yeah. I just want to say, uh-huh. don't ever drink and drive. Don't ever do that. Well, it yeah. will <laughs> follow you. It will yes. ruin your life. Yeah. It's very expensive, and it takes a lot of your time. Like, uh-huh. just don't do it. Okay, I'm not going to go it. further into that conversation. Yeah, but don't do it. Because I did my top seven. So. Okay. Uh, that's a <laughs> foreshadowing thing. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, uh, thank you a lot for uh, joining us for today's episode of Casually Christian. Thank you, Joshua Martin, for, uh, you know, jo- taking your time to, uh, yeah. talk about your book. Thank you for Mastering having me. the irate caller. And, uh, thank you for anybody who's watching this live feed, uh, for taking a part of your day to watch us, you know, just conversate for a little bit. Uh, again, if, uh, you guys are watching this through, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, if you could just uh, subscribe, uh, that'll help us out uh, in the long run. So until next time, I'll see you guys in two weeks. So uh, have a good night, guys. Bye. Good night. Yeah, Thank you. Bye. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Those jokes are bad, huh? <laughs> um, I, you know what? I'm just trucking through, dude. Oh, my. All right. I just got to do these things, you know? Yeah. You know, I watch-